There we go. What's going there on? Welcome go. to the show, WSJU Radio St. John's University with the one and only hip-hop legend digging in the crates his own. OC, what's going on, OC? Mad Max, was good, sir? Just chilling out. I appreciate you coming on. I can't wait to talk about hip-hop history with you. <sighs> A lot of Stop, timeless man. records that you got there. That's what I'm here to do, man. Like, that's what we do, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And, and, the, and the album is... We're life. It's not time's up. Everyone gets that confused. Yo, I, I let people talk sometimes. They be like, yeah, the album Time's Up is crazy. I'd be like, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> just a couple other things, just getting into the album with point of views. Mm. Public service announcement. That's where it comes from. So if people are wondering, hmm, that sounds familiar, the beginning mm. of that production, that's where public service announcement comes from, from Jay-Z. Right. Well, um, I believe uh, the beat miners used it around the same time too, or or they had it in the stash as well. You know what I'm saying? So um, you remember Black Moon used it as well. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, I guess yeah. Early on, I did it for Hove though, definitely. Mm-hmm. Same with Fat Joe when he used the the Where I'm From beat on Represent. Yeah, I. I, I See, you catching me off guard right now. I'm like, hmm? <laughs> the represent joint. Uh, yeah, I guess. If you say so. <laughs> Word. Yeah, you got some you got some classic. And that was produced by Diamond D, but you worked on with Buckwild on this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I worked with Buck. I worked with, you know, another digging member, Lord Finesse. Finesse. Another digging member, OG. He's from the Bronx, Mount Vernon. Um Farrell. Prince Poe, Organized Confusion. Um, who else I'm forgetting? Prestige, he did Point of Views. And uh, Rock Raider, can't forget Rock Raider. Mm-hmm. He did the scratches on Time's Up and Ozone. You know what I'm saying? And people don't realize, um, you know, DJ Boogie Blind is our DJ. Of course, he DJs for Farrow as well, but he's a protege of Rock Raider. So, you know, Boogie Blind go back with us from day one. Mm-hmm. I want to get into the beginning of just growing up in Brooklyn and finding your way through the, the hip hop industry in which you were introduced to it on your first record. Yeah. Um, well, that was, that was, I was in Queens already, but, um, you know, Farrell lived, I lived on the same block as Farrell, you know what I'm saying? We lived across the street from each other. And I mean, um, I moved out then probably 82, 83 ish, something like that. And, you know, that's where my history starts, you know, as far as making music later on. But, you know, I was introduced to music through the Park Jam from day one in, in, in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying, in Bushwick. And um, that's where my roots come from, you know what I'm saying, with, with hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy how hip-hop has changed so much? I know that you've said in interviews that let, let the young guys ride, but there's, yeah. no more, there's no more rap battles like there used to be. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's real serious right now. Like, um, I was talking to somebody about this the other day and, you know, you could lose your life saying some slick shit on, on, oh, excuse my French if I can't curse. Oh, you can, um, you're good. Cool. Um, you know, you can lose your life these days. You know what I'm saying? It's ganged out, man. It's real ganged out. And, you know, it's, that's sad for me, you know what I'm saying, to see that because, 
you know, I'll be 50 in, in three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I want to see, like, y'all, they, these cats is getting all this bread. Their lives has changed. They can take care of their families. And I'm just like, y'all, why y'all killing each other? You know what I'm saying? But like I said, it's, it's a lot of politics. You know, the gang thing goes back, you know, a long time. Chi-Town, L.A., stuff like that. And, and people don't even understand. So that's why I say I give them a little break because it's, it's deeply rooted. You know what I'm saying? And people don't understand that. Uh, on your song, Time's Up, you saying it never been arrested. And you've been mm -hmm. calling out the rappers and just saying that, you know, since when do gangster rappers snitch on themselves and if you look at it today that's all these rappers do is just talk about how they're shooting somebody the guns they have the things that they've done right. it's got to drive you even more crazy than it did back in the day especially that the music isn't isn't as good quality wise well i mean like i said i just sit back and watch man like a seal you know what i'm saying because it's like the music is still young that's that's number one people don't realize that either you know i'm older than hip-hop on paper you know what I'm saying? It's only, what, 49, 48 years old mm -hmm. in the business, but it's been around longer than that. But, um, yeah, I'm older than the game itself. So to see certain things happen, yeah, I don't want to see it happen. We don't want to see things happen. Uh, certain things I don't like. But I was young, too, man, you know, and, and we just have to figure it out. You know, definitely this generation has to figure it out, man, or you know, it's, it's, it's going to get snatched from under us. Mm -hmm. When did you first meet MC Search when he signed you to Wild Pitch Records? I met Search on the very first Source tour from the Fudge Pudge record mm -hmm. going on tour with Farrell and Prince. So that's where my lineage starts with DITC as well. You know, Finesse was on that tour. MC Search had just went solo. Him and Pete had broke up. Um, Roxanne Shantae was on that tour. His Mark was on that tour. Um, Almighty RSO, Ray Benzino, and all of them was on that tour. Um, I think Ness brought Buck on a few dates to DJ form on that tour. So that's when my leanness starts with digging. And, and that's why I met Ness and Buck. I've heard the story of MC Search signing Nas. Was it, was it similar to how he signed you? He was taking you to different record companies and seeing which ones would take you? Yeah, man, they they basically, Russell basically said me and Nas is sound like Rakim and G-Rack uh, knockoffs. That's, that was Russell's words, you know what I'm saying? And um, Search is like, yo, you bugging, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it took me a little bit longer to get a deal, but, you know, me and Nas, basically, it took the same time for us to get on. It just, you know, he was signed first to him, to his production company. And, um, you know, you already know the story. Once Faith heard him, it was a rap. You had World Life come about, of course. I, when I had Search on my show for an interview, he's very held back on thinking that he's a hip-hop legend. Would you confirm that MC Search is definitely a hip-hop legend? Hell yeah. Search is, su is super modest. I mean, come on, man. MF Doom. Mm -hmm. MF Doom. MF Doom, yeah, KMD, like, dude had his hand in it, Curious George, like, yo, these, what you gonna say? One of the greatest MCs of all time came through his camp, like, 
Nas and myself, like two of the greatest MCs in in his mind. But he, dude, is so humble. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I, I really don't give him enough credit, man. And you know, I, I ain't trying to die, and I ain't trying see him dead and me say this now but i've been saying it lately because i don't speak too much but dude is a legend dude has an ear dude knows ill bill um sabat like yo like these guys you know what i'm saying like yo dude is a legend man for himself you know multi-platinum as well as the artists that he put out it's not just the music it's the things he did outside of the music and signing legendary artists such as yourself. Right. And, you know, who knew? Like, I mean, I'm going to be honest. If it wasn't for him, I would have gave up, man. Because, you know, like you said early on, if you, you know, a few minutes ago, he was taking us around and um, people was just like, you know, I, I sat in Russell's penthouse with him. Mm -hmm. And he told me to my face, like, you know, he was a, 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 a Russell's a prankster. You know what I'm saying? I don't know him personally, but he tries to warm you up and I wasn't warming up to do. So he like, you smoke crack, don't you? And I was just like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, you either gonna sign me or you fucking with me or you're not. Like, and I was super young at the time too, so I didn't take his humor to be funny or none of that. But in hindsight, he was just like, ah, I can't deal with this dude, he's too serious. Mm -hmm. That just goes with the, the mainstream market and you, you weren't mainstream at all. That's the thing I love about digging in the crates. You guys weren't mainstream at all. And do you think that that mainstream music could sell? Because I've played, yeah. trust me, I've played digging in the crates for white lacrosse players and they love it. Right. But look, that's not true though. I mean, it, it is true, but it's, it's by default that DITC is a production crew first, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody in the crew is a multi-platinum producer. <laughs> like <laughs> half of the stuff in the nineties, you know, I don't think, see, this is the thing. Um, Buck, Ness, Show, Diamond, OG, wasn't planning on selling millions of records with their production, you know what I'm saying? And, and it just turned out that way. But yo, from 90, Two to 2007, eight-ish. It's been all digging production, multi-platinum. Mm -hmm. Like, and people be like, word? I'm like, yeah. Like, check the credits, man. Like, Buck got most of the plaques. But shit, Diamond did the Fugees. That's the right. Score, score. What, 40 million worldwide? Mm -hmm. 30 million, something like that? Ness, I mean... Ness got Fat Boy Slim, um, Dr. J, uh, uh, Dre's 2001 The Chronic, Show Capital Punishment. Mm -hmm. uh, it, the list goes on. OG with De La Soul and uh, R&B stuff. And Buck got both R&B and hip hop. And not to mention, I think Joe got a, a, a number one record today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> I mean, and he had pun. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. We didn't ask for it, but yeah, multi-platinum, you know, without, by default though, not trying to do it on purpose. It was just things that just happened. Getting back to MC Search, I want to get into mm -hmm. the, the classic 1994 freestyle that you had up there with him on Stretch and Bobito. I don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> 
Stretch and Bobito. Yeah, but I don't remember none of the rhymes, none of that. Wow. It's on YouTube. I hear you. <laughs> I was trying to I see if you, you might remember that because that freestyle, because you, you two were going off. It was MC Search, it was you, then it was back to Search. I never mm. heard MC Search spit on the mic off the top like that, that wild before. Nah, he's a monster on the mic, on some freestyle shit. Like, oh, yes, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, nah, people sleep. Yo, you got to understand, this is a white boy yeah. that was in <laughs> Latin quarters, rooftop, was from far Rockaway, Queens, kicked some ass, took some ass whippings. Like, he was in Union Square. He was in places that not many white guys could go. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And um, and he's a New Yorker. So he wasn't a beastie boyish, no disrespect to them. No. But, you know, he was in the clubs with Kid and playing. I mean, he got documented stuff. I don't know if he showed you things. Oh, yeah. So his pictures were Ice Cube. He's all over the place. Ice Cube. Yeah, but I'm talking about New York when, you know, um, I, I believe Sadat mentioned this a while ago. Like, yo, you had to have a crew to go to clubs and, and dudes would still test you. If you was 40, 30 deep, 20 deep. You know, you had Brooklyn testing you. You had Bronx cast Like, yo, it, it was crazy. And Search was in the middle of all that. He's a he's hundred percent a hip hop legend. He he paved the way for white MCs for sure. He wasn't a Beastie Boy. That's why they came out with Sons of Third Base with the the Cactus album. And there's right. no disrespect because they they did clean up that beef that they had back in the day. And it's everything's good now, but. They were the ones, third base were the ones that really paved the way for serious white MCs. Yeah. And the irony of it is um the deal my my actually my bitten war was with for the it was with Wild Pitch and the Beastie Boy. Beastie Boys was about to sign mm. to the label. That's crazy. Word. I didn't even know that. Yeah, man. Damn, I never mentioned that. But yeah, um, you know, the deal just fell through because of some technicalities, but yeah, they was ready to sign me. Like it, the, the paperwork, everything. Mm -hmm. Are you someone that may hold a grudge against someone such as Simmons? Because I'm someone that holds grudges, but for you, just what he told you back in the day, because that would piss me off if he said that. He's just like, hey, you're not marketable. Um, like a nah, copycat I mean, of Rakim. This is the guy that, uh, had a had a hand in starting Def Jam, you know what I'm saying, and and you know him and Rick Rubin, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying, and Rick Rubin don't get enough credit, but you know I was looking that way, like you know around that time because I knew that this is the era I came up in. So Rick Rubin was the guy that actually you know with LL, you know what I'm saying. I, I don't believe it was Russell, you know what I'm saying. So to sit in front of Russell in a penthouse that Cher owned before him and, you know, um, think about the whole thing in my head, Def Jam, this, that, blah, blah, blah. It was just like, it was surreal. But then, you know, it, reality smacked me in my face when he said, yo, you know, basically like you just said, y'all not marketable, neither one of y'all. Like y'all both sound like Kane and Rakim and G-Rap. And it was like, wow, like, he didn't tell that, say that to my face, but he told that to search and search is like, yo, you bugging the fuck out. Like these dudes is the next thing I'm telling you. 
I bet he was regretting that he didn't sign you guys. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he regret he ain't signed Nas, but because look at Nas today, you know what I'm saying? He's still rocking, but and I'm still rocking, but definitely lyricism at that time was a big deal. Um, I definitely look forward to going over there. Come on, man. One of my idols was over there. LL, like mm-hmm. the end all be all, like one of the end all be alls for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was just and slick rip, you know what I'm saying? Like, so when it it didn't happen, knowing that Search was a Def Jam artist himself, and you know, he was pitching us to people. I gotta say Clark Kent too, man. Clark Kent was going hard for me and Nas as well. Mm-hmm. And then years later with Jay-Z a reasonable doubt, he did some production on that classic album. Yeah, like yo, dudes like Search, Clark Kent. Um, and and I believe Clark was over there at East West when when Das came through. So, you know, he had a little um momentum, so to speak, with with uh Sylvia Rome, you know what I'm saying, who was the president at, at East West Records over there, mm-hmm. Atlanta. And um it was just crazy, man, just to see that whole thing unfold and see Clark. Like, yo, I was shopping everywhere, man. Like, yo, my demo was falling flat, man. Like, our demos was falling flat. Like, I didn't, I don't even think Search took me to Columbia. I didn't think he wanted both artists over there. He was trying to, you know, split us up and get separate situations. But, you know, it, that's destiny. That's just how things work. Time's Up was originally for Feral Monch. Yeah, man, I took the CD, dude. Um, the dual prestige who did uh point of views on the album on my album, he um, yo he was a month yo I hope you don't get mad but he was a monch stand everything he dude ain't even know how to do uh, uh use a machine yet back in the day like I said he might get mad but whatever and um but he had he knew how to dig he would dig for obscure um samples. And um, he brought that joint over to March, and March basically tossed it to the side. I was like, you know, I'll get to it. And I was like, word. Mm-hmm. So I remembered the CD. I remembered, you know, what what uh, jewel case it was in. I asked him a couple of times, what it, did he listen to it? He was like, nah, I ain't get to it yet. And I was like, all right, nigga, cool, no problem. And I lifted that shit. Cause I was like, yo, you got it. You don't hear this shit. Like, and I don't mean, well, yeah, I stole it. I stole it from his cred. Cause I'm like, yo, you don't hear this. And he was just like, I don't hear what you're talking about, but you know, that's how he was. And he's like that today. He just be like, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> and um, make a long story short. I let Buck hear the sample. Buck knew what it was. and. And everything is history from there. It actually took you a while to write on it because the beat was hard to write over, I read. Super obscure. Mm-hmm. But it was something about it that grabbed me. Now, think back. This is 94, 93. You know, the end of 93. I just got the deal. Search just got um offered a position at Wild Pitch because uh, EMI picked up Wild Pitch. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
He told me about it. I guess he thought I was going to be excited because we were shopping for over a year and I was just like ready to give up. And, uh, yo, when I heard it, it, it just, that's where the two verse thing came in. That's what I'm saying all this to say, like not too many people was doing two verses for records, but I didn't do two verses because that's how I planted. I couldn't write a third verse to it. And the rest was history, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, it, it, it sounded unfinished to me. So I didn't like the record the way it is as you hear it. And once again, whether search like it or not, that legendary ear, man, that, that legendary shit he, he holds with him, he heard it. He was like, you bugging, oh, like, leave it at, like, the way I hooked it up, me and Buck hooked it up, he was, he was just like, leave it. And I was just like, it's still missing something. And that's when we called Raider in. And, you know, I told him what I needed, and that's what he did. Fuck who I offend. Rapper sit back, I'm about to begin. Classic. About foul talk, you squawk. Never even walked the walk. More or less destined to get tested. You've never been arrested. Mm -hmm. Classic. It's also on the beginning of Big L's The Enemy featuring Fat Joe. Yeah. We're scratched in. There's that DJ yeah. Premier. Yeah. Another digging member. People don't realize that either. Like, mm -hmm. um, uh, for, uh, Premier, um, K Capri, I would say is a DITC member as well. Like, they was there from day one. They was there when they, they actually worked on Finesse's first album. Um, Premier, Show, and Diamond, you know what I'm saying? And that's DITC in a nutshell. Something else that happened during your time when MC Search was the, the Back to the Grill Again remix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nas it was on there with you. Too much play, though. Like, if I could do it over, though, I would have did it different. How, how would you have done it different if you did it over? You, yeah, you wrote would, the I, verse or something? Yeah, I would have did it way different. Like, um, when I hear a lot of stuff today, man, you know, to me, my pocket was, was I was still working on my pocket. I was, in my mind, I was ready to be a professional, but for some people, some people find they, they, they pocket early or some people would take maybe one or two albums or, you know, it takes some time. And a lot of records I had now, I, my pocket, out of pocketed records different, meaning I would have I would approached them different. I would have wrote them a little more, you know, um, designed to the beats, you know what I'm saying? And, and that nature, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean by the pocket. That's, that's another classic remix that you had during that time. I read online somewhere why Nas didn't appear on World Life because he was supposed to. I don't know if it's true. He didn't show up to the studio recording. Was that what it was, the studio session? Yeah, man, Esco left me hanging, left me and Buck hanging and, and search. And I believe he was getting paid for it. You know, search was taking care of that. And, um, but he left, he left Biggie hanging in his studio. He left, J that's why him and Jay had a beef. This is what people don't understand. This is where him and Jay beef started. Jay asked them to do a record. And, um. So that's where that, the whole takeover and ether beef comes from. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's a little more deeper than that, but mm -hmm. yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, they were dissing each the, the camps were dissing each other. Whoever Jay Z was down with at the time, they were going to yeah. people with Nas. Yeah, yeah, but nah, it didn't start that way. Like I said, you know, dude was infamous for 
you know, leaving people hanging in the studio. Like, I believe he walked out on big and was like, yo, I'll be right back. And, you know, later on, kicking the door, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and um, people don't realize that that's a Nas dish. Yeah, that's a Nas dish. And, um, you know, the same thing with Jay. You know, that's why he took the, the, the record, the hook, you know, from his record. Uh, presidents to represent me, you know what I'm saying? But he asked him, if I'm not mistaken, to come in or be on a record with him. And, you know, Nas with his cool fly shit was like, he just never showed up, I guess. You know, I don't know the exact story. You have to ask Jay or Sauce one of them. But, you know, I was hanging with Jay around that time. So, yeah, this is where they, they, they shit really started to stink. I can't believe that Nas was too Hollywood. He was just, I'm out. Nah, he, yo. In hindsight, if you think, well, how old are you? I am 22 as of last week. I, in hindsight, he he was touted as being the second coming. This is titles in Source Magazine. Any publication you can name, the second coming. Like, dude had the city on his back. The United States of America, like, Everything that Rick had, Rakim when they came out, um, certain artists, LL, this is what Nas had. And, you know, I, it wasn't no Hollywood shit. I'm going to explain something. And if you look at Nas today, and I don't want to uh, just keep staying on the subject of him just for the sake of, but I'm going to explain it because people always try to, you know, get us to go. It's not that, man. I don't think dude actually wanted to be famous. I just think he wanted to show people his skills like everybody else. It just happened that he was a lot more special than a lot of cats. And yo, he's like that today, man. He's real like, you know, reserved and, you know, not too much in the spotlight till this day. You know what I'm saying? You see him out and about, but you don't know too much about Nas to this day. You know, so, um, that's a lot, man. He was around your age at that time, probably younger than that, 18, 19. And that's a lot to carry, man. In hindsight, when you think back, imagine you, uh, hitting a lotto for a hundred million. Mm -hmm. All your friends, all your family, you know, that was a lotto ticket for him, man. He, I don't think he... He mentioned it on the record, like, yo, I didn't think I had a second album I was going back to. Like, you know, he said this when it was written. Like, I ain't think it was going this far. It did. It did. Mm -hmm. But you also went far with your second album, Jewels. Yeah, man. That's, that, a, that's, that's, a, that, that's my favorite album by you. War Games, Win yeah. the G, The Crow, yeah. Hypocrite, yeah. Yeah. My World. Yeah, I mean, you got changing I, faces on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, um, I went for Mary on that album. I went for Lauren Hill, but they just they was superstars, you know, in 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 their own right. Not on no no bullshit or no sucker shit, but they just cost too much. I couldn't afford them. You know what I'm saying? And changing faces, I believe, just went gold, platinum, but. I was looking for a certain sound and, and they fit what I was doing and they just happened to not be on no bullshit. You know, we had to pay him, of course, but 
it worked out and the record came out dope. You also had intro sampled on there. Funny how time flies. Yeah, man. Um, That was one of my favorite groups, man. Like a lot of people don't know. I believe Kenny. uh, Kenny Green. Kenny Green wrote a lot of stuff on. I mean, we probably wouldn't know Mary if it wasn't for Kenny. Mm -hmm. That first album. He's the one that reminisce and what's the four one one like that. Ghost wrote a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, nah, no ghost writing. He was actually credited, but you know, um, I still like to say like uh, when I listen to intro albums or intro records, you know, they took me somewhere else, and I understood when I used to listen to Mary's records back then. And um, funny story, man. Kenny Green inspired me and Buck to do the second album. Now, the second album that you hear from Mary, the My Life album, mm-hmm. that's what the original Jewel sound like from beginning to end. And we lost the record. Like we, you know, we raised some of the record. And that's why we did what you hear today as Jewels. But yo, this every sample is so weird and crazy. Every sample, um, joint that was picked on her album we basically did that shit and it was like oh shit like but you know i ain't accusing her of anything of that nature but we had the same similar album <laughs> and, <laughs> you know it, it was incredible like i said it was just a, a a a freak of destiny that you know we had the same joints and it just never came out and we lost the album so that's what we did after we lost the record. You know, what you hear today is Jewel's. Your lines on when the G were crazy with bumpy knuckles. I mean, I, I engraved names and scalps like Damien. I'm out for a world domination. Yeah, yo. <laughs> don't, um, get, don't get me wrong. I don't represent 666 figures. I'm just out to I'm make figures. Out to make figures. Yeah, I was feeling myself a little bit on that album, but... um. Yo, when the G, uh, uh, what's the other record? War Games. Money Underground. Money Underground. Those is Fox's ideas. Fox is a genius, man. Like, I love Freddie Fox. I love Bump. Like, Bump, people don't, I ain't even gonna blow his shit up, but dude is a musician. Besides kicking somebody's ass and his knuckles and being a, <laughs> a, a, a professional semi-pro boxing karate dude and you know dude can play piano and horn and you know he he knows how to read music and shit like that but he came up with those ideas for the album i was stuck and i reached out uh you know i was a fan of him you know what i'm saying but showbiz was tight with bunk at that time and i was just like yo man is it possible and he was like what Say no more, and and yo, we clicked, man, like automatically, instantly in the studio. And he came in, you know, we talked, we laughed. Um, he like, yo, man, I, I ain't trying to, you know, take over your eye. And I was just like, yo, do your thing, man. I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? Like you've been doing this a little longer than me so far. Like I'm learning. And yo, those records was his ideas. Would you say that Jewel's is your best album or is it World Life? Because I'm a big fan of Jewel's. Mm-mm. 
Neither one. Which one? Star Child? Mm-mm. Bon Appetit? Mm-hmm. That's another one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why is that it one? It was just the anniversary two days ago. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about Bon Appetit. And like I said, I ain't trying to throw people under the bus or nothing like that. But um, that record came and went. People tried to shit on me about it. But then the blueprint came out. Jay-Z's The Blueprint came out and people was getting on me about the soul sample and shit like that. Nobody was really fucking with that prior to me. You know what I'm saying? Heavy, anyway. You know, it was just starting to get uh, 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 popular because we was, remember when I came out of the, the world life thing, Jewel's was a transition. It was still sort of jazzy, but it wasn't. But world life is all the way jazzy. Um, when you get the Bon Appetit, it's soulful. You know, I, I did a record called Back to Cali. And then, you know, the second record is called Solar Key. Like, that explains my pocket right there. That's when I started uh, metamorphosizing, like, so to speak. Because people like, yo, they wanted me to do World Life over. They wanted me to do Jewels over. I'm like, yo, even if I tried, I can't. Like... Those are moments in time that you just can't duplicate. Like, even if I tried it, you know, and I did try. I'm, a, I'm not going to lie, but, you know, it didn't work for me, man. And, and people definitely would have been disappointed. So in hindsight, people were disappointed. And it took them maybe 10 years, 15 years to catch up to that record. People just now giving me giving me love on that, that Bon Appetit album today. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a good record, though. It's a great record. That's probably my best record, personally, for me. Mm-hmm. You know, not I, I can't speak for you or anybody else, but you know, I always tell people albums are like uh, chapters in a book, man. Like I, m- to me, one is not better than the other. But personally, um, damn, blessings to DMX. God rest his soul, man. Um, I remember getting a write up. And the asshole who wrote it up, that's what I was thinking at the time, was like, well, if he's trying to get commercial success, this will probably be the record that do it. And I ain't going to lie, this is... And I was just like, why would you say, like, music is music, right? Like, so the person that wrote it up, you know, or or wrote a a, a review about it was just like, yo, um, yeah, it's dope, but, you know, it's commercial. And I'm like, yo... Why would you say that, man? Like, I was super pissed. And, and like I said, it took 10, 15 years for people to be like, ah, get it now. As long as they got it eventually, that's the main thing. Yeah, but, you know, like I tell people about X, man, I'm like, yo, dude was telling you his story from day one. I know him from being signed to Columbia before any, you know, I, all of our peers, most of my peers knew DMX before y'all, you know, anybody knew him. So, you know, he was talking about his trials and tribulations from day one. It's just that people wasn't ready for him yet. And then he got re-signed again to Def Jam. And that's when, when my dog's act came out. But he told, he was brutally honest from, from, from jump, man. Like, 
he never lied about anything. He was telling you about all the women he was sleeping with. He was telling you about the crack. He was telling you about everything, his life, his mom's drugs, you know, up until, you know, his demise, untimely demise, where he was like, you know, a few weeks ago, yo, somebody, I remember the dude who laced my weed, you know what I'm saying? And I look up to this dude. So, yo, he got to be the most um, honest artist I ever uh, uh listen to in my life as far as hip-hop like he bid everything i don't know if i could do that dmx is definitely one of the greatest to ever do it it's crazy how he's never brought up in top 10 conversations i was thinking about that the other day when people say oh he's your top 10 rappers of all time dmx is never mentioned i yo i never mentioned him but you know why like i explained to you earlier it's, it's certain artists you know, to me, they're not in, in a category. They just, they just different. Like, they just something special. And him, Nas, Rick, um, Rakim, um, LL, it's just certain people for me that are just special, man. And, and they, they don't need to be mentioned in top 10, top five uh, talk to me personally. And I know why I never mentioned DMS because you ever seen him do a show by himself? No. Ain't nobody fucking with him on stage, man. This dude did the the, the hard knock life tour. <laughs> and he was he was coming out by himself. Just him and his DJ. He was murdering shit, man. I believe him and Jay had to swap headlines certain, even though that was a Rockefeller tour. And I might be wrong, but you know, dude is a headliner. You know what I'm saying? Like crazy his yo he could have a I, you ain't see the shit online where he rocked in front of a festival and everybody all those people in front of him were going crazy people man mm -hmm. and he's on stage by himself and they stop drop waves of people that shit not everybody could do that nope one of a kind he's 100 one of a kind i want to get back to oc this is the oc show what was your initial reaction when you heard the Time's Up instrumental in 8 Mile. Um, in which Lil Tick won the battle against Eminem. Yeah, he froze in, in, the, <laughs> in the movie, which um, is probably a true story because dude, from what I understand, dude would um, be backstage the way they showed him. I don't know if in, in that exact way where he would, you know, let go and then be ready, but... Um, Dude would think about shit on his own with it, you know, before he 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 got on stage with an opponent. And so for him to do that over my music, I was definitely like, wow. And I was wow because I was like, damn, that shit played for a minute and a half in the in the in the, in the movie. Like in my mind, I'm like, the check is gonna be crazy. But in hindsight, I was like, damn, man, Eminem ain't have to use my shit. You know what I'm saying? And they contacted me a few years, uh, a couple of years prior to that. They was contacting everybody about the movie. So I didn't know about the movie being in the mix, but I didn't know it was coming out. When it came out, um, everybody was calling me over the weekend. It came out over the weekend and did a hundred million in like a day and a half. And um, funny story is the person that, supposedly cleared you know the, the publishing 
meaning, you know, me and Buck and, and whoever they had to get in contact with to, to clear the music, they had Buck's uh, Hancock, but they didn't have mine. So I was like, wow, I'm going to let it ride. I should have let it ride, but for for a long a longer period of time, but I'm a fan of Eminem, so I didn't want to be disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? I got in touch with the lawyer like ASAP, and you know they cleared it up. Good, that's good. Mm-hmm. I get checks for life off that, <laughs> and it still plays but on TV to this day. To this day, like that's what I'm saying, man. Like, you know, I I didn't want to be the one, which. You know, I'm a small fish in a big pond, so I wouldn't have stopped their progress, but I would have, you know, I would have threw a wrench in their machine for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Because when you do shit like that and the movie's out, I could have really laid on them for like a year and been like, yo, was good. I could have retired off of that shit. Uh, you could have. It's an iconic yeah. film. Literally, I could have retired off that film. Like, for him not, but like I said, man, I ain't no dickhead like that. Like I'm 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 a a fan first of the, of the music, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a man, you know what I'm saying? And I M show everybody love, you know what I'm saying? So why would I be the dickhead to try to, you know, throw a wrench in this game and he's contributing to the game, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't do that. Also with the the fudge pudge record. The game actually took that sound from that song and put it in Don't Trip from mm. the documentary, too. Well, it's a James Brown sample. So. It's a James Brown sample. So it comes from James Brown and went to Fudge right. Pudge, and then it eventually worked its way up to the game. Well, I got to say this. Show and AG rocked it before, before we did. Wow. You know, for the um, for their video. The party group, the giant is greatest. Step back, boom, boom, boom. They did it first. Wow, yeah. it's always interesting to hear where that sample comes from first. Yeah, yeah. Show was chopping beats before it was it was popular. Like, you know, and, and I say this all the time, and I hope I ain't getting um getting nobody in trouble. But Show taught Prem how to chop beats. So if you listen to the first album, I guess, with Manifest and all of that to the second album, you can hear the difference in the sound, you know, and, but Prem just got advanced. Once once they they was, you know, they 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 was best of friends way back when. So once I, I believe he he got a hit to it and started, you know, Prem became a monster. But I believe Prem, I believe Show, Prem, and Q-Tip was chopping, you know what I'm saying? I don't even think Large was chopping. I just believe Large was just, you know, being around a guy like Paul C, who was a white guy, mm -hmm. which people didn't know, you know, at first. He developed the ear for, you know, he was a genius. He was a, a, a child prodigy, so to speak. And, you know, the I seen Large, put it like this, I seen Large do, it ain't hard to tell over, like, a bunch of times and I was like, what's wrong with this shit? Like me and search used to be like, yo, you bugging. So what y'all hear today is not, it's the final product, but that wasn't, you know, the final product that I heard. I heard different versions of that shit. So I say all that to say like, yo, these guys was, 
they was they was um they was monsters, man. Show is a monster. Uh, Large is a monster. Q-tip, Preem. To me, those four and Diamond, and Diamond. They was they was killing shit before people even understood what they was doing. That's a fact. And, they, and I feel as though they don't get enough credit. They don't get enough credit. Everyone runs to Pete Rock and Primo, but they never mentioned Diamond and Show and all the other people in Diamond in the uh, digging in the crates. Yeah, but Pete, um, Pete mentions it as as much as I know he gets tired of it. Not not on the on the on the aspect of who they're talking about, but Pete definitely lets people know. It's just that Pete shit was dope too, and he was a chat yo. It, you think about it, he was a young boy too. You know, this was a uh, largest man, you know what I'm saying? So they was both. And Pete was, I believe, that's Hev's cousin. He's Heavy D's cousin or something right. like that. And, you know, he was a young boy around Molly, around Heavy D. So, you know, Pete was, I, I can't even forget Pete. Pete was around that time too, doing the chopping and all that shit. Ain't nothing fucking with, with they, uh, uh, Troy to this day. You know, those is one of those records that, you know, I've seen people do certain records over and it's like, why did you do that? But I've seen people try to do over Troy and it was just like, come on, man. What are you doing? Like, he reminisced over you. That's, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's a bona fide classic. I want to get into your relationship with Big L. You guys were great friends. I heard the track, Real Life. You addressed the, the day that Big L passed, but most importantly, not even dangerous, but Dignified Soldiers. Mm-hmm. That song was the original version, because I've heard the remix too, but the original one was, that was Monster. Yeah, yo, I don't even remember the lyrics to that shit. Who can recall all in all phenomenon is flawless, like diamonds being dug from a mind priceless. I am too much for the average man who can... Fucking with digging, it's like walking on quicksand. My crew will run a blitz on you. T- that's it. That's, all <laughs> that's the song, yeah. though. You, do yeah. you remember the studio session when when you finesse and Big L were in there? Um, yo, a lot of that stuff I was always missing. Like you hear L say, "Peace to D I T C, showing A G, Fat J O E, Diamond D, Law finessing me." I wasn't there for the session. I, you know, I was off running around, probably clubbing or something, and on um, show like, yo, what the fuck you doing, man? I'm like, what are you talking about? He like, nigga, you gotta come in and lay your verse. And I'm like, all right. And I came in and heard the record. I'm like, damn, nigga ain't mentioned me. He like, well, if you was here, you know, that's how that session went. Like, sessions was weird, man. We used to go to clubs and come back to the studio and finish albums and singles and songs and stuff like that so you know if you slow you blow you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's just crazy that that song that you have with real life off the of same moon same sun mm-hmm. crazy day you were calling him and calling him and calling him he wasn't picking up and who would have known that would have happened that would have been the outcome yeah man i had another idea for record plus um Show had dropped off a bag to me and L to do an album, maybe months prior to that, a couple mm-hmm. of months, few months prior to that, something like that. You know, and um, the only record we really got to do together was Get Yours, that was on the Black Mass soundtrack. 
But um, we were supposed to be, you know, doing an album together, me, him, and show, you know what I mean? And like I said, I was waiting for him in the studio because I just had an idea. And Dangerous was 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 semi-successful, you know what I'm saying? And um it wasn't like dude not to answer his phone. It wasn't like him not to answer his beeper at the time. You know, we had sky pages and shit like that. And um I know I left the studio mad, you know what I'm saying? I'm going back through the Midtown Tunnel driving. I believe I was banging some, I was banging Capone. Capone Noriega's war report. Yeah. And um, when I got home, my wife is like, yo, and I, I mean, you probably know this look too. I hope you don't, but you know, when somebody passes away or gets killed or something and you run into your friends or your family and you like, you see that face. And I seen her face and I'm like, who's dead? Mm-hmm. And she was just like, L. And I'm like, like, L Ness? And she was like, nah. And I was, and you know, ain't all the L's in our crew. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. yeah. One of the greatest to ever touch the mic. He, he was so ahead of his time. His parents haven't even met yet. Yeah, yeah. Yo, dude was a, um, Dude was a problem, like for how how people describe Jay when you know not writing. L was the polar opposite, but is equal, if not you know, even because he everything he wrote, everything every rhyme, even if he didn't use it, he memorized it. I I never did no shit. I don't know too many people like that. Like that's. Probably Murder Mook. Murder Mook is probably the closest thing to something like that I ever seen. Mook is a problem, and he he reminds me of L. Plus, that's that Harlem shit, man. But um, yeah, Mook is probably the closest thing I've seen to somebody, you know, uh, getting into the Rain Man, so to speak, like Jay said. Like, and um, L memorized every single lyric that he wrote even if he didn't use it. This is why when he, you know, I, I've heard stories, I've, I've known show or somebody to call him and be like, yo, I got a stack for you right now. Come up town. I got 10 niggas standing in front of me. They think they nice. And he, oh, all right, I'll be there hop in the cab. And he come up there and burn all 10 and get that paper and go back downtown and gamble this shit away. <laughs> <laughs> Or how about on the 98 freestyle with Stretch and Bobito where he says that he was kind of (laughs) tired? Yeah. And he destroyed it. Yeah. That's the freestyle. That ain't no bullshit. He would do that. Like, yo, I'll be there in a minute. Like, oh, here we go. But I, I, that bread sound good right now. I could probably go get me a mink with that shit. That's how he was. That was that Harlem fly shit. You know, you know, dude was a genius, man. Whatever Ness came up on finding him was like gold nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Diamonds even. One of the greatest illest lyricists yeah. of all time. He needs he needs to be brought up in discussions way more for I, I think you can put him in, in the top ten. If you're of if course. you're it, the thing no I don't like about, about top tens is that we always have to go mainstream. I'm someone that just goes top 10 rappers. If you're telling me top 10 rappers of all time, I'm going to have Big L in there. I'm going to have Pun in there. 
I'm going to be start putting these rappers in there. I'm not going to have someone. Uh, I'm not going to put Lil Wayne in, and I'm not even going to put Ice Cube in my top ten. I mean, for me, it. I've always said, um, it's too many. It's too many. Yo, especially from my era, it's too many to say somebody's number one. <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, that's why I said for me, I have categories. I have categories for people that shouldn't even be mentioning. It's like mentioning them in vain, so to speak, for me personally. Uh, Cube, the L, the Nas, the J, the the Kings, the G-Raps, like, because they, they ushered in errors. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yo, I heard... I heard uh, Men at Work before it was a record. We all did. Me, Farrell, all of us. Um, you know, please be aware that this is a war of the shoe fits, where it's, that's what it's made for. He rhymed on Red Alert show years ago mm-hmm. over um, Funky Drummer. And he was, yo, the way he was killing that shit, I was like, yo, I, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, you know, my metaphor's excellent, yours is poor. My literature will score more for sure. Creature, feature, serve to preach, teach, torch, the rupture, cat. This is, I'm like, yo, musical master, Ron acts as a brain that has a knowledge of NASA. You're just a Kit Kat, small as a Tic Tac, but I'm a big, come on, man. Like, yo, uh, I tell people all the time, marches are prisoners of war. Wake up to the mathematics of an erratic rap, rejuvenator of rhyme, the sort of commodomatic poetical medical medicine of the cerebellum. That's an old rap from 86, 85, 84. I kid you not. And that shit made it on the album in 91. People like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, yeah, man, I was dead. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I, I've been crazy. hearing stories. I remember all this shit. Oh, I know I you do. My own shit, because <laughs> I'm a fan first. Like, you know, I'm a fan, man. So I remember shit. Like, I rem- I, I feel like Great Adventures is uh, ain't no top in that album. It's perfect from beginning to end. And you know, um, lick the balls is where Treacherous Style started. Excuse me. I'm trying to earn a man, but that's OPP. And Tretch is my man. And Tretch will probably say it too. Like, but these guys are, you know, the Ricks, the, the, the G's, the Kings, the Rock Kims. Like, they ushered in styles, man. Like, March, you know, people like, yo, Black Door is super. I'm like, yo, I'm not surprised at what he do because dude, been rhyming to a band before we knew about them. Mm-hmm. Besides rhyming the turntables, like, yo, that's not easy to do, man. That takes a certain coof. Like, it, it's just not normal shit, but it's it's normal for me to see him do that. What he did on Flex ain't shit. Like, I've seen him do triple times that work on, on stage. Like, I'm, yo, I froze up one time in San Francisco years ago. My record just came out, Time's Up, and they called me on stage. And I, I from the crowd being so big, I froze up, and he he finished Time's Up. I don't know if Thought even remember this shit, but dude know every song that ever 
came out. That's what I'm saying. Dudes like Thought L and them was special, man. I, I consider myself in a certain uh, uh, a vein, but you know, um, yo, it's just it's too many people to say it's one guy. So you have to break down categories, man. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to hip hop. Mm-hmm. I agree. And going back to the great adventures of Slick Rick, I think the ruler's back. That's that's the song for me. As soon, on, as you, man. as soon as you hear the horns with the trumpets and all that. Come on, man. Oh, man. Yo, that album for me changed my life. Like, people like, yo, so you 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 ain't um follow Rakim? Yeah, I follow Rakim, of course. He followed in a style that we use to this day. But what Slick Rick did, you know, end all the be all for me. If, if it wasn't no more rap after that, I would have been cool with that because that album came out in 88. You play that album today, you wouldn't know what, what year that record came out. <laughs> Dead ass. It's classic. You know, how you start the album off with, with um the ending, the, 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 uh, damn. Uh, what's the first song? What was it? What was it Indian Girl? Was that the one? No, um, no, it's not the the moment I feared. Let me let me see. Nope, nope, nope. Let, let me double check this. I'm going to my my library the right first, here. First, very first song. It's I not should know this. This is before the rule is back. I'm gonna get. Oh, treat her like a prostitute. Treat her like a is. prostitute. That's a freestyle. Like he did live before he did this out. Like. Yo, that's been, that's like three years prior. Him and Doug and whoever came up with the, the routine. And, you know, that's a, t- yo, these is timeless records, man. And then he did the moment I fed and I was just like, oh shit. Like, who the fuck is this dude? You know, he's talking and, you know, he's doing his Sybil shit. I'm like, you know, you ever seen the movie Sybil with the, the, uh, uh, uh with, um, Sally Fields, like no, I, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Twenty different personalities. Rick mastered that shit. Or like you know, Eddie Murphy I, with the barbershop scene and coming to America. Right, he did that. Yeah, <laughs> way back when. You know what I'm saying? That's not the have till you start to ride her. Take off your rubber in this woman. Like yo, dude is a genius. Like it's so many geniuses, man. Redman, Tretch, mm-hmm. um. Lords of the Underground, um, Double X Posse. Yo, it's it's too many MCs to say, you know, once everybody had their own style as well. How about Guru? He's another one. Guru. Yo, the voice. See, that's what I'm saying. Categories. Voices. Mm. Voices. Now, let's talk voices in hip-hop. We could argue all day about that. Who got the illest voices in hip-hop and shit like that like it's just too much too many categories to name so you have to break them down into different spaces this is what makes this guy great this is what makes this guy great this is what make oc do what he do this is what make nasir do what he do this is what make jayru jayru got one of the illest voices in the hip-hop you want a front what mm. like come on man like who starts the record off like that yeah, that's crazy it's yeah Ja Rules was another one. People people may shy away from him because they feel as though he took Tupac's style a little bit. 
Nah, I said J Rule, but now you talking Ja Ja Rule as well, man. Niggas be fronting on Ja Rule. I'm like, yo, Ja Rule got hit records. <laughs> Put it, yo, he got he got gangster shit. He got tough guy shit. He got MC shit where he spit. He got shit for the win. Like, yo, like, it's just too many MCs, man. Too many yeah. MCs the name to say, yo, this guy is the creme de la creme of everybody. No. No. Can't be. Can't be. The list goes on and on and on. It's, yeah. about, it's Chuck all D day. Voice, man. Like, Chuck D. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Like, you serious? Like, Sons of Berserk. Like, or how about Easy E? Easy E. I mean, later on, Jim Jones did the record over. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yo, it, this shit, it masterpiece. Like, yo, this shit goes on and on, man. It's voices in this shit. Or how about Be Real? Be Real with the nasal. Like, you can't even duplicate that. And he crazy. gets busy. His pen game is crazy. When you get past the nasal, like, Be Real is like, yo, dude, <laughs> I did his show a couple of years ago in Cali, and Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all pissed, and yo, he was naming shit of mine that I was like, you know, wow, like I didn't know, but I I, I forgot. Besides them selling records, these dudes is hip hop heads, man. This is where me uh, uh boxing myself in and not uh mingling and, and shit over the years kind of fucked me up because. He was, you know, he was like, what? Like, he's naming shit. And I'm like, yo, man, you reading this shit? He's like, come on, oh, like, come on, man. <laughs> Don't play me like that. So at the end, after we did the, I didn't do the smoke box because I couldn't sit in the car with him while he smoked. Mm. I still got high on the platform sitting next to him. But um, I said, yo, can you sign? Um, I was in, we was in his warehouse and I was like, yo, can you sign this temple of boom? And he was like, huh? I was like, yeah. And he was just like, you serious? I'm like, I'm dead ass. <laughs> and when I'm running this sin and I'm running the uh, uh, mugs, I'm going to ask them to sign this shit too. And he was like, and we laughed so hard and he signed it. But I was like, shit, I'm a fan, man. I love this shit. I listened before I did it. Exactly right. You had to learn from the greats that came before you. Exactly, you man. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know where this new generation is learning from because it's doesn't sound like the people that came before them. Well, like I said, man, it's a, or if I didn't say it, it's a bit, yo, this shit turned into a, a machine. You know, it's a business. So um, you got pimps and hoes, right? Mm-hmm. In the real world. Same thing in Hollywood and and people like music business, Hollywood. I'm like, nah, it's Hollywood, man. Like Hollywood run everything, the music business even. So you got pimps and hoes in the music business and this is just what it is. And shit, they said this shit wouldn't last. Mm -hmm. It's probably the biggest form of music ever. You got to be impressed with artists such as Dave East and Conway. I'm impressed with the Ethos. I'm impressed with the Conways, the Bennies, the um, the Ransom. Well, Ransom, I consider from my era, but Ransom is doing his thing now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm proud of that shit. The Saigons, the um, 
Yo, the list goes on, man. Um, I'm see, I don't want to even start naming because I'm forgetting <laughs> people, but you know, um, or for me, even your own camp, David Bars. Bars, you know what I'm saying? Bars is super cocky, and he got a reason to be. You you understand? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's it's warranted. People don't know he was a kid around dudes for years. You know what I'm saying? Even before I knew. Uh, B, I took a super interest in him that way. Well, I did see it because I seen him around more, but you know, Bars is cocky, pretty, you know, he's in shape, you know what I'm saying? And you know, he's on he on his Ali shit, and I, I feel him on that, you know what I'm saying? It's just that, that was never my, my thing, but you have to have that. Dave East the same way. I heard they done offered him modeling contracts for years now, for the past few years, he turned them shits down. Like, he's like, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that's what hip hop is built on that shit. Cockiness. Melly Melanin was cocky. Kaz was cocky. Busy B was cocky. Mo D was cocky. You know, Fantastic Five was cocky. Everybody was cocky. You know what I'm saying? But you had to be on point with your pen. That's what you can't miss. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, this is just what it is. Temples of Boom is my favorite Cypress Hill album. Is that your favorite? Um, that's I, I gotta go with the first album, man. Black first Sunday. Album. Oh no, not even. What was the the first one with uh if I could just kill uh, a man, that one. Yeah, like you know, I told him on the show, I was like, yo, um, I knew Mellow Man Ace, but I didn't know Ace was Sin Dog's brother at the time. Mm-hmm. But they was all trying to get on at the same time. And Ace got on. But um, I thought Cypress Hill was from Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. The hill over here in, in Bed-Stuy. In, I mean, in, in Bushwick. I mean, in, in Queens, in Brooklyn. and You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they did the video in New York. Um, They just had Q-Tip happened to be walking past while they doing the video. Send Dog is in the... So I'm thinking they and why dudes? I didn't think they was from Cali. You know what I'm saying? The way they dressed, you know, the way, you know, the way he talked. Besides the nasal, you know, dudes in Cali ain't rhyme that way. No. You know what I'm saying? So that album, the pigs and all that shit, yo, it was, yo, real one, funky feel one, yo, that album is insane and i like insane in the membrane and all that other yo they just ushered in so much i call them the rolling stones in hip-hop man i call naughty in them earth wind and fire rap i call cypress the rolling stones in hip-hop and the grateful dead because they shit is so cult man cypress hill is a big cult following yo they shit is so cult this is why i love what i do like I can be on the side of the stage and watch Ill Bill and them and, and people um, Gore-Tex and, and Sabak and them get busy. I can be on the side of the stage and fan out to Ice Cube's uh, uh, records. I can be on the side of the stage and, and watch Snoop. I can do all of that. And I can get on stage and do the same thing, you know, with my music. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a fan first. So, you know, I love this shit, man. I love the music first, period. In order, in order to be a fan, you know, that was how you were able to become the great MC because you were a learner. In order to be an artist, you have to be 
a music aficionado first. You have to be a fan. You have to love the music. You know, you have to respect, you know, what, what came before you. You have to respect what's coming. You know what I'm saying? You have to respect your competitors. Like, yo, to me, Red, Meth, Wu, Ray, Ghost, all of that was incredible. But these is these was my competitors at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I I just told a story about um Fredro recently. Me and him just had a conversation maybe two months ago. And we come from the same hood in South Jamaica, Queens. And you know, we never really had a conversation back then. That's crazy. And yo, me and him was like, yo, we was asshole young boys, right? And we, we used to be in clubs and that's it. Our crew was stand over here. Busting flip mode would stand over there. Bus would speak to everybody though. Bus was just out, out. You know, he he would just he was animated, so bus would come in the spot and light it up. You know what I mean? But yo, me and Fred and Onyx and us, we was like, yo, niggas is too cool. He was like, yeah, man, we was just asshole young boys, like you know. But I never, I I didn't witness that or I or. Thought I, or so I thought I didn't when I went to Cali. Mm -hmm. It seemed like everybody was clicked up, but you know, knowing later on the politics, everybody wasn't clicked up, but everybody did records together. Do you feel as though that there was more competition back then than there is now from what you analyze yeah. what's going on in the game now? Hell yeah. Because there's something sure. to be competitive about. Today it's just let's just get in the studio and have fun and put together this this microwave hip hop record. Let me tell you something, man. When we was in D&D, the revolving door was me, Jay-Z, Gangstar, M.O.P., J-Rule, KRS-One, Double X Posse, um, Group Home, the whole boot camp click. Um, the list goes on Biggie. Yo, like source money. Like, yo, it, this is normal for us though. Yo, you wanna play some pool? Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Jay coming in my room. Yo, can you get on this record? And I'm like, you ain't on the record. He like, nah, but I want you on the record. I did the first crew love record. That's crazy. Crew love, Rockefeller till we die. As long as you not pull it up. The new one is. The, the revised version with beans in them, I think, but the original Crew Love record is me and Tone Hooker. My domain is off limit, the menaces when the time's up, be stop, I still rock when it finishes. Witnesses of my vocabulary attack, stand stunned still under the phenomenon's will. OC doubly master quote the slept on while I ejaculate lyrics, niggas, you could bring your best on. We're life a cyphers out and mop, even the trifles. My brain slices, deep, never lifeless. Rockefeller about to spread like wine, like a vineyard. Some shit like that. I have yeah. it on the YouTube here. I'll be listening to that. Yeah, we did the, I did the original Crew Love. And Jay did the chorus, the same chorus. That's hip-hop history right there. Yeah. Yeah. Hip-hop history at its finest. And yeah, yeah. Like, yo, so... These are the players, man. I seen, like, when I seen, uh, uh, when I see Bill and Fame, you know, and, you know, we got, they got nicknames. So we call them Slap and Burke and, 
You know what I'm saying? When, when I see them dudes today, they're refined now. Them dudes was straight out of Brownsville. They didn't talk to, yo, it took a long time for them the dudes to talk to people. <laughs> like, they stayed clicked up in d d They went in their room for, you know, and, you know, they was tight with Preem and Guru, you know, and then they became tight with us as, you know, they, they warmed up to us. But I've seen them grow, man, like, to the men they are today, man. Like, I'm proud of them dudes. Like, they wasn't fucking with nobody. They stayed strictly uh, uh, MOP, original MOP that I've seen was Slap, which is Fame, Burke, which is Bill, Tef, Fox, uh, uh, Flip, Flipper the Ripper, um, Bo Stumps, and a few other people. These are the original players that stayed in the studio with us all day, all night. You know what I'm saying? And we did that every day. Rap was a sport. Yeah. And yo, they I would walk, oh, how the fuck can I forget the beat miners? Mm. So you walk past a room and be like, oh shit. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I done heard boot camp records that you know y'all love, people love today. And it was just like, damn. Like. What the, f how can I compete with that shit? Like, how am I going to compete with that? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like, we all was on some camaraderie shit. Health the Skelter, you know, OGC, you know, um, all these people were in the studio, man. Day-to-day, -day, daily basis. Not anymore. It's all, everything's all digital now. Send your file through, especially now with COVID, it's, yeah, everything's digital. It's through the computer now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nothing like um doing music in person, but you know, you, you, this is the, this is the way now. You know what I'm saying? Um, personally, with certain people, I would rather record in person. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes it just can't be helped. And mm -hmm. luckily, we got technology that, but it's still not the same feel so to speak you know it was a warmth with analog when you recorded back then you know what i'm saying as opposed to digital now you know you still get that feeling but you know i still own um gats and shit like that you know what i'm saying and my crib is in a day in the box i got my whole third album on that to this day i'm about to do something with bon appetit wow that's wild. I have to ask you about the Big L. There's this Big L documentary that, that I hear is out there. I also read somewhere that there's no involvement from DITC at all. Yeah, because um, Finesse discovered Big L. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what went on. You know what I'm saying? It's not that we didn't want to be involved with anything Big L's name is attached to, but it has to be done right. And on top of that, well, people don't understand, Ness is the glue to DITC members. I wouldn't have met none of them guys if I didn't meet Lord Ness. As a, uh, you know, he brought Show and AG together. He brought me and Buck Wild together. He brought, um, he brought Big L to the fall. You know what I'm saying? Diamond brought, uh, uh, well, Diamond Show, Finesse, and Joe all grew up in the same projects together. But you know what I'm saying? Like, 
how you gonna do something without finesse, man? Finesse is basically the the roots when the, when it comes to the other artists, so to speak, the DITC. Like I said, the first guys who worked on his very first album was Showbiz, um, Diamond, and Premier. My styles are the poor and dangerous. Yeah, like, and I, I believe Ness did his album for like $500, man. Wild. Word. I got the biggest deal on Wild Pitch because EMI came into the, to the gate. So I got a real deal when I went over there. And, you know, it just happened that the guy that I'm on this production deal was vice president over there. So I was, you know, I was good on, on, on certain aspects, but, you know, um, yeah, man, finesse is the glue to digging, being when it, when you talk about the MCs, you know what I'm saying? He brought Sean and Eddie together, like I said, and I don't think, you know, he ma- he didn't match him up on purpose. It was just by accident, by, by default, not accident, mm-hmm. destined. It was just by fate, man. And destiny that he hooked them up together and then they started working with each other and you know same thing with me and buck like i met buck when he was djing on the road with ness for the source tour the very first source tour at that so we made history with that and um you know if it wasn't for ness i wouldn't have met buck or or, or any other the digging members you know what i'm saying so yeah this is why you know nobody was attached to that and did I feel bad about somewhat? But I said it with the respect and the honor that he that he brought to it. You know, L told him, and I'm sure you heard the story. Mm-hmm. I think he told him, yo, if my shit ain't nice, or some shit like that, he's real. I was like, yo. You gonna be asking for mine, bro, after I'm done. And Ness was like, oh, really? And yeah, Ness was asking for his number. Crazy. Yeah, so you gotta involve Ness when you talk about Big guy all the way. I'm curious how the documentary is gonna pan out, though. I've been reading about it, and then when I heard that you guys weren't involved, and it's, it doesn't sound it's gonna be as authentic as it should be. I, I mean, I don't know where they're gonna start at. Like I seen a nobody got permission from me, but I seen a character that kind of they I guess is playing <laughs> me. Like Duke don't even look nothing like me. I had no disrespect to him, but I'm like, I don't look like, you know. But like I said, hey, you know, if, if you're gonna do a, a a project with Big L, you know, you have to involve Lord Finesse, man, because that's where his history starts at. 100%. Are you working on a new album, OC? Me and Apathy is, is back in the lab doing part two. Um, I got some other things I'm working on, but at this point, I don't believe it's... I'm probably do one more solo album, and that's probably it for me, man. I mean, I'll still, you know, do verses and probably carry on as far as we can go with the Perestrike thing, because it picked up for some reason over the past few years but um y'all have 14 albums man i don't need to make more albums <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i mean unless i want to 
And at this point, I I wanted to do an album this past year, but I just ain't want to talk about COVID, man. Like it's obvious. You it's rap obvious. what goes on in your life. We already know that. Strictly uh, what goes on. It, you rap about what strictly goes on in your life and what you experience, and everyone knows what the deal is with COVID. Yeah, and that's 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 part true, but a lot of stuff that I, I talk about is just everyday life. Like, you know, me and you talking right now, having a conversation, you might hear some something to that effect in a record one day and be like, oh shit, that's something me and him discuss. Like, I talk about everything around me, what me and you discuss, you know, and, and that's not in confidence, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you might say something or you said something throughout this, this, this conversation so far that I was just like, and I'm learning from, you, you know, you 22 years old, man, like, this is where the disconnect is at. Um, People feel like, or the youngins might feel like, yo, I ain't got to listen to you, like, but... I don't feel that way. I'm like, yo, man, I'm a student. Like, until I'm from the womb to the tune, I'm a student. When it comes to music, when it comes to life in general, I'm a student. So, you know, I learn from y'all. I learn from the young boys, man. I'm supposed to. How I'm gonna know what y'all think and feel and and, and not understand if I don't I don't listen to y'all. You understand? Like I have to pay attention to what's going on and ask questions. If I don't, then I'm gonna judge you. And I don't I don't judge people, man. That's not my thing. Well, if there's anything you've learned from me tonight, it's probably that I'm not a big fan of the new rap that's out here. You know, I, I, I enjoy some of it, but it's, it gets right. old. And when I was in high school, I wasn't, Migos wasn't my forte. Right. What I was listening to. I was listening to Jewels. I was listening to the Cactus album, the the big picture. I was listening to that in the back of my right. school bus. I wasn't listening to Migos' culture, please. Well, my thing is, when we was coming up, you know, and see, that sound like some old nigga shit. But when we was making <laughs> music early on, everything was concept. We took a concept and built on it. Some did it better than others, and some did it just so amazing. Like I said, we, we talked about the great adventures of Slick Rick. You know, if you look at the album covers, um, album covers mean you want to pick up people's music. I probably never heard um, some people's music in my life, but if I looked at an album cover, it made me want to pick people's music up. And I believe Rue, J. Rue, picked up World Life because of the album cover. That's what he told me, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, damn, like, you never, I understand what he's talking about. He like, yo, like, remember when we was kids, you know, it was exciting album covers, you know, growing up in the seventies, they, yo, they, especially they was smoking weed on mushrooms, LSD, all kinds of shit. So the album covers was bananas. You know, you could look at them shits and probably get high your damn self and not even <laughs> touch a truck. But, you know, um, looking at album covers back in the day was made me put the needle on the record, even as a child. You know what I'm saying? And that goes for um, rock, folk music. Um, I mean, shit, not to give up the, the, the goods, but, you know, 
like I said, Troy is a great record, man. But if you know the sample store, you'll be like, oh, shit. The ooh and all of that, like, that's folk music. It is. Yeah. No, it's literally a folk group. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I showed you the album, if, I mean, it's no secret now. You dig up the, the sample and be like, oh, shit. It's a bunch of white boys on the cover, and it's folk rock. And if the way Pete manipulated it, you know, let's take Pete Rock and CL Smooth out the equation and somebody else dug that sample up. They wouldn't have did what he did to it. Nope. Because he had the Pete Rock touch on it. That's why. Yeah, he was just, you know, he was musically inclined. And another thing I believe, I feel, well, I know for a fact that my peers don't get credit for is Finesse, Buck, Diamond, Show, Capri, Premier, the list goes on, man. Didn't get lessons on learning how to use the sample machines, the 12, the 1200, the nine, the 950s, large, none of them. They didn't get no manual with that shit. They ain't go to no school. They ain't go to Divide and all that shit. They learned the shit on their own. They learned how to use this shit. That's genius within itself, man. You sit in front of the machine and be like, and learn how to time stretch and manipulate the, the, the pads and manipulate uh, uh, stretching a sample and stuff like that. They didn't have enough sample time, but they learned how to manipulate it. Truncate and, you know, truncate, which means chopping. Like, yo, these dudes is geniuses, man. They don't get enough credit for that. And nowadays, producers, all they do is load up the, the app that they have on their computer, whatever, whatever it is, Logic or FL Studio, and they just, just put the, the, the drum loop on or whatever that they got on there, and there's the record. Yeah, like, no yo, effort. I It takes, like, two seconds. Yeah, I wouldn't throw anybody under the bus, but a lot of dudes, if you throw a, a, a 1,200 or a, a MP, well, the MPC is the newest machine, right? Mm -hmm. You throw an NPC in front of people, they wouldn't know what to do with that shit. And nope. like I said, I ain't gonna name no names or nothing like that, but it's a lot of beat makers. It's a difference. It's beat makers and there's production, there's producers. And um, you throw that 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 NPC in front of them, shit, I don't even know how to use it. And I come from a production group. Like, and I never had the 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 uh I never had the feeling to produce in that way. You know, I produce in a different way. I know what I want, what I hear, what I what I feel, but yo, it take I wouldn't disrespect my peers like that and just turn around and be like, oh fuck it now, I'm gonna be a producer. Nah. This is years and years and years of them perfecting what they did. Yeah. It's difficult. Times have changed. The production sound is different. It's all trap beats now, but you still got the authentic sounds out there thanks to producers that that still keep it going, such as Diamond and you even mm -hmm. have producers out there like Derringer who's doing his thing with the whole Conway and Griselda movement. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, see, they remind me of us. They remind me of a... a, a they remind me of Wu. And, it's, and that's a compliment, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I, I fuck with they stuff. You know, but... um. You know, I yo, I ain't even mentioning West Coast dudes, man. I just put up a, 
a post yesterday about um, you know, I, I knew about about Rick Rock and Daddle Cat for years. It, like I said, we was just too cool for school. We was idiots on it over here on the East Coast, man. Like mm-hmm. all that funk shit and all that shit. We was listening to his kids, man. But where that shit was coming from? Ohio, uh, West Coast, Midwest, Memphis, Dirty South, like. You know, all the shit that we done sampled and chopped up and shit like that, you know, these is down south artists, musicians, you know what I'm saying? Midwest and, you know, um, yo, one of the greatest records to me is the Funky Worm shit by the uh, uh, Ohio Players. Like them dudes will bust a lot of groups ass, you know what I'm saying? And I'ma just say it, man. I, I don't think dudes like, um. Earth, Wind, and Fire was fucking with Ohio players. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would have to uh, let them open up for them because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't uh, follow that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they let them uh, uh, headline. If, if Earth, Wind, and Fire headlined a, a, a concert and let Ohio players rock or the Isley Brothers or something. You seen the Isley Brothers versus the... The Earth, Wind, and Fire? I tuned yeah. into that. Ronald Isley and them kind of bust their ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> you understand? Like, the Isleys was his his brothers in them, and the band was crazy. Now, Earth, Wind, and Fire had an ensemble. But imagine Parliament Funkadelic, which is two separate, but the same entity against Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, they would have destroyed them. I don't know if you ever seen any live shows. I've seen them as kids, literally. In the like, we used to have free concerts in Prospect Park and all that when I was a kid. So I seen Earth, Wind, and Fire. I seen um, Ohio Players. I seen um, Parliament Funkadelic. I seen a lot of groups. I seen Tina Marie. I've seen all these people that that get busy. You know what I'm saying? You know, on a live stage and. You know, this shit is just some other thing. It's, it's it's different for me, man. Like, I really cherish music in general. You know what I'm saying? And I got off the conversation of what we was talking about. <laughs> I forgot where we was going, but... Oh, no, trust me, it's all is, good. Music, man. I, I I was there for certain. My mom's in the... My mom's, like I said, took us to Prospect Park. They would throw free concerts sometimes. Mm-hmm. A lot, actually, around the country. And I seen Shaka Khan and Rufus and Shaka Khan when I was a kid, man. Come on, man. Legendary. Legendary shit. I performed on the same festival with her years later in Denmark, in Copenhagen. Me and Finesse was out there. How was that? Yo, to watch Shaka Khan and I crush on her to this day, it was just like, wow. Her big old ass. (laughs) Word. That's legendary. That's yeah, a legendary man. story. Yeah. To see me and Ness watch Shaka Khan from the side, you know, from the side of the stage. I told you earlier, I've seen people from the side of the stage, man. And, I, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of music. So, you know, I've seen Shaka Khan. I've seen Ohio players as a kid. Camped out on the grass watching them perform at night. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I've seen Sly and the Family Stone. I've seen a lot of people. 
Incredible. That's just, that's insane. You never think a hip hop legend such as yourself would be a fan. You would never think that, which is crazy. Just a fan like that. Cause usually if you think of a hip hop legend, uh, they'll say, Oh, who do you think is the best? They'll say me. And, <laughs> and, and you're observing from the sideline, you're an actual fan. Nah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of us out here. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, um, yo, I did a, uh, I did an album on Hyro Emporium years ago, you know, with hieroglyphics. And, um, you know, these dudes took me on tour with them and everything, but I remember coming back to their compound. Yeah, Hyro owns a compound in, in Oakland. Like, they got a building and acres and land and things of that nature. They did well with their business, but, um, I did a I did a, a a famous spot called the Fillmore out there, but we walking around and I'm walking around in the compound, and I'm like, damn, dude, old dude look familiar, you know? He got the wild different color hair and all that shit, and I'm like, Yo, Taj, is he like, yeah, that's George Clinton? I'm like. I kid you not. I'm like, yo, y'all got George Clinton walking. Like, y'all cool. Like, but everything passed through Oakland, man. Everything passed through Oakland, man. Shout out to 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 Shock G, man. That's the piece. Yeah, man. R.I.P. I met money. I didn't know Shock. I know Money B. You know what I'm saying? I know Money B from uh, Organized Confusion. Uh, God bless. Uh, uh, R.I.P. to uh, Funkin' Klein. Funkin' Klein was this white guy who signed Organized Confusion. And I believe he died of cancer, but that's how I met Money B. I met him and Money B for the first time before Funk died. And um, yo, Oakland is it's some magic out there. The Bay Area, period, you know what I'm saying? And um, like I said, you know, Rick, Rick Rock and, and Battle Cat and them dudes, them motherfuckers get busy to me. I always mm -hmm. felt like they got they busy. Though. You know what I'm saying? Um, some of Jay-Z big records is with Rick Rock. You know what I mean? Like a couple of big records, changed the game. And you know what I'm saying? Seagull Seagull in the house. Mm -hmm. ah, sick bastard. Get your wig pushed back. By the, that's Rick Rock, man. That's Bay Area shit, man. EA Ski, man. Like these guys, you know, but like I said, man, being from the East Coast, we is too cool for school early on, man. Like, I wish, you know, uh, uh, back then, you know, I actually, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just met up with these guys and let them know, like, you know, at that time. So I'm letting it be known right now, even though I, I always, you know, throw uh, uh, friend darts on the, on, online and shit because I admire these guys. I'm a fan of these guys' music. That's but that's good though, that you, yeah. you recognize that. So yeah, so that they'll recognize it. that you you recognize what they do. Right, Buster got I I think quite a few Rick Rock records. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Rick Rock beats on on a few of his albums. Like you know, um, yo, my peers is dope, man. My peers is some of the greatest dudes that ever did it. Like I said, the EAC. You, you too. You too. You're 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 one of the greatest to ever do it. But I can't say that for myself. You know what I'm saying? I, I that's just me. I, I can say that about them. You know what I'm saying? And yo, I never even met DMX, man. Like, 
this is why I said I, I, I sheltered myself, you know, so to speak. Um, I mean, I, I went out to Cali maybe two years ago. I used to just pop up on some of Finesse's shows and stuff like that from different states or whatever, different countries. And um, I popped up in L.A., and it just happened that I popped up when the fires was going on. So me and me and Ness was um, hotel hopping for like a week and a half out there. But prior to that, I wasn't I wasn't in LA for maybe 10 and a half to 12 years. You know what I'm saying? The last time we did a digging show with Slick Rick out there on Hollywood Boulevard. Like, so people, you know, I'm creeping around the spot where Ness is performing, and people are like, oh shit, like, you know, I'm walking around the joint and people like, yo, I'm, I gotta be bugging because this guy look like OC now. People think I'm six foot five, but I'm I'm a short dude, I'm five eight. You know what I'm saying? So people are like, oh shit. And after I came on his set and did Time's Up and jumped off and yo, he did a, um, I say all that to say, you know, I I just have to show my face more, but you know, he was doing a uh they do an event every Sunday out there, and, and they gonna kill me for this one, but they DJ every Sunday at the spot. And um I went to the spot with him the next day, and yo, it was a line inside the club that he was playing. Mm -hmm. And I went and waited on the, the line for the bathroom and people keep looking back at me like so now I'm a little drunk a little high and I look down the whole line got my CDs my records and everything because they heard I was out here they heard I was going to the club the next day or they assumed so they just in case they brought their whole OC collections that shit had me in tears almost I was bugging Cause I'm waiting on the bathroom line like an asshole with everybody. <laughs> and they like, yo, like, uh, yo, can you sign this? And I'm like, yeah, can I skip you? Like, cause I have to go to the bathroom. And they like, yeah, of course. But yo, it was like 30 people on the line with all my albums and shit, all my CDs, everything, t-shirts, everything put it in sign. And I even realized it standing on the line. That's the story. That's insane. I, I saw that you were selling, you're, you're still selling t-shirts and CDs and vinyls now. You're shipping them out still. Yeah, nah, actually, um, I just went online because, you know, uh, I moved out of New York a couple of years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So I have a whole trunk of stuff. This is stuff I would have sold prior to the pandemic had I been on the road. Because I, I think I did my last show in February of last year actually in Chicago with Pharaoh and Prince. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were supposed to start touring again together, organized in OC. And um, that was my very last show. But anyway, I usually take this stuff on the road and sell it. You know what I'm saying? I sell my merch. And um, I was sitting on the trunk of opium that me and PF Cutton did. I was sitting on the trunk of um, an album called Dive In, an EP called Dive In, which is an import, export, this cat from Australia called Deb, named Debonair P. Um, I was sitting on a few same moon, same sun, sitting on um, 
quite a few things. I, I got rid of some digging limited stuff that people will probably never have. And yo, I put my foot in my mouth doing that shit because <laughs> <laughs> now people, you know, they going crazy. And I'm like, yo, man, I told y'all this was just personal stuff, but you know, now I have to, you know, it makes sense. You know, I'm not on the road and you know, people are asking for albums that I told them I ain't have. I said, yo, this is not World Life. This is not Jewels. I'm not soliciting that. I'm not telling y'all I have that. But you still got people that don't pay attention to the video and they asking for Star Child. They asking for Bon Appetit. They asking for time, uh, uh, World Life. They asking for Time's Up single and a seven inch, which don't even exist on my end. And I'm just like, so everything is gone except opium. Wow. And that's flying off the off the, the crate downstairs. And I'm like, damn, what did I start? And Farrell was telling me last night, yo, you have to continue to do this shit now. Or people, you know, gonna look at you crazy. You know, this is what I'm doing now. Are you gonna have reprints of World Life or Jewels coming soon? I ain't saying nothing. No. <laughs> nothing. I'm going to bring something up that may be interesting to you because I know Ewing does a lot of collaborations with hip hop artists. Would you ever do something for world life? If it came to your attention or if you wanted to reach out they re or if they reached out to you. To do like reworks of world life records. Oh no, for Ewing Athletics, his sneakers. Cause I know oh, Ewing, Ewing. Pat, Patrick Ewing re releases some hip hop collaboration sneakers. I know that Breaking Adams, they made one for Breaking Adams. They made one I for think Cormega did it too, right? Mm -hmm. Like Cormega's one of the first ones to do that. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, Big Pun did it with Capital Punishment. Right. His family did it. And AZ did it with, with Do or Die. Right. Um. Yeah, if they approach me, why not? If the, if the, the business makes sense, yeah, of course. Why not, man? And I wore them shits. Like, it ain't like we didn't wear those. Like, those was big when we was coming up. Is OC a Knicks fan, or was he just like his partner? I'm from New York and never was a fan of the Knicks. Yo, I was there <laughs> when, um, who the Starks dunk on in the playoffs years ago? Michael Jordan and I think it was Horace Grant. Yeah, it was Michael Jordan he dunked on. I was at that game. At the garden. Crazy. Yeah, I was right behind the at the I was signed to Payday at that was 97, 98, right? I think it was I think it was a few years earlier, 94, maybe. I think mm -hmm. yeah. Nah, was it? It might have been. But mm -hmm. anyway, I was at the game. I know either it was either Patrick, who was the president of uh uh Payday at the time, or was Stu Fine and Search gave me tickets, but I had tickets to the Knicks uh, versus the the Bulls playoffs joint, and I was dead when boom, I was like, oh shit, crazy right behind the right behind the net, right behind the board. Those were the glory days. The Knicks were good. Hip hop was good. Mm -hmm. Today, not so much. But the Knicks are doing good this year, though. I'm a Knicks fan regardless, though, man. Like I am, on. too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Oh, he's got some Knicks apparel, I think, or some memorabilia or something. Nah, somebody said some slick shit to me the other day. And I was like, oh, word? <laughs> I said, okay. I wear my shit proudly, man. All day, man. Knicks cap. All day. All day. One of the, you're still a true fan. I respect the, the true fans. I've been a fan since I was born, pretty much. All day. And my shit is official. Tissue. Mitchell and Ness. Mitchell and Ness. Yeah. All day, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, Classic. Motherfuckers like, yo, take that next cap off. I was like, take it off from me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I like colors. I like different styles. Like, we didn't... Shit. Um, we didn't wear stuff just because we was, you know, from that city, you know what I'm saying, when we was growing up. Like, if the shit was dope, it was dope. Like, and I ain't into jerseys and stuff no more, but. Oh, it's the Denver Nugget throwback. Yeah, and I I can't even fit this shit no more, man. I wear a small, <laughs> man. Another Mitchell in this, like. Fire. You know, is, is that just I, a regular jersey or is it an Alex English? I know he was the best player for them of all time, probably. Nah, it's just a regular jersey. Fire. Yeah. I got too small, so I can't even wear this shit now, man. <laughs> Word. But, you know. Even the I'm clothing's different first. today. Every Everyone's with the with the skinny jeans. I can't do that. I, I wear Ewings and, and jerseys, double XL. Right, right. Nah, I'm 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 into um I'm into pieces, man. Like people be like, you know, with the Jordans. I'm like, yo, y'all call them shits ones, twos, three. Like, I I don't do that shit. You know, I I go according to what I like. And I always have, like, you know, I'm doing Theodoras and shit oh, like that's that. Fire. <laughs> I'm doing Sakonis and shit like that. It's different. Doing Adidas. Yeah, I'm doing different shit, man. I'm... Adidas, more Adidas. I'm doing classics. Classics. I'm doing, you know, according, even if you want to get on some hard bottom shit, like, mm. you know, um, what are these? The Carl Lagerfelds, like, mm -hmm. you know, but I threw out, yo, I threw out collections, man. You know, shit, right. like I had garage sale years ago. I had so much shit, man, like, you know. Classic, more Adidas. Classic. Mm -hmm. Um, Trying to make it a little more interesting so people don't think I'm stiff. <laughs> Hold on, let me go under the stairs real quick. He's got all um, the classics. Yeah, it's a couple of more pieces down here, but I'm into specific things now. I don't need a whole bunch of room, room of sneakers and all that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, um, I'm doing, hold on. I'm doing... New Balance. I'm doing... More Adidas. I'm doing, hold on. These shits is collectors. Oh, those are crazy. Those Nikes. Yup. 
Air Force. Air Force. Motherfucking um Gamrock joints. Mm. Um and then I'm gonna kill you with this. Knees is old. These ain't the, the new shits. Ooh. Tough. 40s, the real 40s. Mm. People like, yo, those the new ones? Nah, these is just from 15 years ago. You know. The original print, as they would say in the, in the record the Original form. print, you know. <laughs> I, yo, this, I don't even own, this is my only pair of Jordans, and these shits is. Those are the ones. Yep. And that's it, man. Authentic pieces. Authentic pieces. Like myself. That's you a know? fact. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, this is what it's about, right? Music, fashion, um, time, being timeless, trying to, you know, create memories so you can go back on it. So I feel you in that sense with the with the cats these days, but like I said, man, I can't shoot them in the foot just yet. No. Gotta let them rock. Leave that to me. <laughs> right. See, you you in that age bracket. You know what I'm saying? So you have the right <laughs> to say something. Me, I feel like cats in my era should just observe a little more and see what's going on and see why and how and what can we do to bridge that gap? Because it's a gap, obviously, but I don't have those problems. You know what I'm saying? That's like, interesting is that I've had multiple rappers on my show. Capone's been on my show. You're here today. They embrace the new generation, but does the newer artists really embrace you guys back? That's my it question. De- it, it depends. And, yo, um, I like Lil Baby. I like... The fact that he's showing his poly, his political side. I like that. Too. I like that he did that. That was something that because I was never a big fan of his, and when he did right. that, he actually did something that I've been begging artists to do. You know, start speaking right. out like Public Enemy did, like you did, N.W.A. did. Right, like yo, I don't, and I don't think. To me, it felt like he did it on his own. Like he reached out and he reached out to a a, a G you know, older G and was like, yo, like, this is what I want to do, but, you know, this is what I do today, musically, and I just want to infuse it, and they was like, yo, just do your homework, and yo, but it was authentic. It was authentic when he talked about when he marched, when he, you know, put the the video out with the, the whole shit that was going on, like, it was authentic, man, and, and I fuck with him. I fuck with him for that, man, because, you know, like I said to you earlier, the music now is more politics when it comes to young boys because they're killing each other, man. Like, you could get killed over a record. You understand? Like, True. You could get killed over a record, man. Like, you know, like I said, I slid through Chicago in February. That was my very last show. And, um... I took the train from the, the airport. You know, it was an in and out show overnight and then we were supposed to go to Cali after that and that's when COVID shut everything down literally that week. But um, 
I took the train from the airport. It was faster. <laughs> I ain't feel like waiting for no car. None of that dudes is like, you sure like your oldest city is dangerous, man. And I was just like, yo, I'm not stopping the way I'm taking the train straight to where I need to go. And um, I'm good. But, you know, that's how I move, man. Sometimes I want to move that way. And, and you know, um, people were like, well, where y'all doing the show at? You know, that shit is GD'd out and this one out and that one out. And I'm like, yo, I ain't wearing no baseball caps. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful what you wear, even like with the color on your shirt, everything. Everything. Crazy. Like, let me tell you a story real quick. I, I remember going out there and I was promoting Jewels, actually. And um, my man Phil was a, 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 he did promotion back then. He lived in, in Chi-Town. <laughs> And he lived right down the block from Cabrini Green. So I seen Cabrini Green before I got knocked down. Mm-hmm. And the cab, we went to some spot that night with the cab dude, dropped us off. And somehow he dropped us off by Cabrini Green. And Phil was a good dude, but he wasn't so much connected in the peas. So I had my jewelry on, everything. And um, we had to cross... We had to cross over to get to his apartment through Cabrini Greens. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is Cabrini Greens. And yo, niggas was coming out the woodwork, man. Like, yo, it was, you know, it was good. And I'm just like, you know, my chain is tucked in, but you could see this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had a, and um, they ain't robbed me of nothing. I just, you know, I did my, my, respect shit but i held my you know i just let it be known like this is what it is and they was kind of trying to play my man phil but i wasn't i wasn't letting that happen it ain't like i could have did shit we was in cabrini green but y'all cursed him out so bad behind that shit when we got out of that scenario because he was so much trying to impress me that i'm like yo you could have got me murdered in shot town like i i couldn't you know what I'm saying? Like this shit could have went really left, really left. Mm. And this is the 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 chain of I ended up getting robbed for that chain anyway. <laughs> and be more, I'm dead serious. I ain't no shame in my shit. I got robbed for that chain in Baltimore. So, you know, and I spoke about it on Respect the Drop on, on Bon Appetit. So it ain't like I never said it, but yeah, no. You know, like yo, man, the issues. That used to go on back then was serious, but as long as you held your own and people recognized that you was a man before anything, things didn't care about no rappers. They respected the man. And I presented myself as a man to dudes and I didn't talk like them. They knew some dude, couple of dudes, ain't they didn't know who I was at first, but one of the dudes was like, yo, man, I fuck with you. But what are you doing here? And I, you know, I was just like, yo, man, my man, I came through with my man, he lived on the other side. And dude was explaining to me, yo, this shit is night and day. Like, Oprah probably have a spot over here. But walking through here to get to there, she would never do it. Never. 
that's how close it is, but that's how dangerous of a proximity Chicago is. And, you know, I just never forgot that shit. I never forgot that shit. That shit stuck with me, man. Like, damn. It, it shit is real serious. But today, it's. Forget it's, about it. <laughs> I would not test that theory with young or old out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just that dangerous. It's fucked up, but that's just what it is, man. That's why they call and it Chirac. Say, right. I say all that to say. I believe they get offended behind that shit too. So you won't hear me saying that shit. Like, oh, no, they do. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, I say all that to say, man. Like the music is it's made. Look, look at Vaughn, man. Look what happened to Vaughn. Yeah. Vaughn and Duck and yo, that's all politics shit. That that's real shit. Mm. That's real shit, man. So. I'm a little ignorant to that shit. I can't get involved with that. I wouldn't get involved with that, but I would hope y'all would work that shit out. You, you understand? Like mm. you being a 22 year old, I want to, yo, hopefully you make it to this age. I, I should hope, you know what I'm saying? To my age, I'll be 15 in a couple of weeks, but yo, 22, man, like, that shit shouldn't be no norm for a motherfucker to die after his 21st birthday. That's crazy to me. It is. Over music? That's what niggas said. I'm like, nah. That's what's crazy that they should just use hip hop records as the weapon instead of using an actual weapon. Well, I believe uh, Roy said that. Like, yo, we used to, you know, dudes used to, uh, take shots and get in battles and you didn't really uh, uh, expect to lose your life or get into some super shit behind it but you would you know be on point when you bump into somebody mm -hmm. that you took shots at on records but now it's like if I take a shot at you Max <laughs> you know I got to expect the unexpected, especially if you're on some gang job shit. You, you understand? Like, I have to expect the unexpected. And, and that's the shit I don't like, but that's the shit I don't get involved with. Because I understand what it is, but I don't. You know, this goes, it's, it's deep-rooted. It's just something we have to work out, man. Like, you know, I don't think nobody can work it out but us, man. But when, how, who, is 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 the question like how are we gonna make this shit stop? You know, cause it's no end result to that but death. It's no end result to that but jail. It's no end result to getting yo dope heads, man. Like I yo, we did dirty when we was younger, man, but I ain't never did no dope, homie. Mm. Dope fiends. It's dope fiends in hip hop, man. Yep. Today, it's dope fiends. A lot of them. That shit is. It's, it's, it's off the charts. Yeah, man. And I just hate to. I hate to. to I hate saying the word hate. I don't like what I heard, but it's the truth. It's stung when Roy said, yo. We doing exactly what they designed us for. 
to kill us, to kill each other. And I was just like, damn, even though that's some harsh shit to say, he's right, man. <laughs> Ain't nobody else. I mean, we killing the, uh, each other more than police and all that shit. Police is, some police doing legal shit, mm -hmm. but the killing is amongst ourselves. Tupac Dang. spoke about it on uh, Only God Can Judge Me. Yeah. Yeah, People man. say that it's the it's the white man I should fear, but it's my own kind doing the killing here. Man, it's us, man. We killing, you know. It ain't like I'm not jumping out the window for no bullshit. Like, but when we ready to do it, you know, we got to do it together. I'm not doing that shit just by myself. I ain't made. Is we don't have too many martyrs, man. When you know. When we just gonna all do it together, just jump out the window together. How much power is in that if we all say, fuck it, we all ready to go. But most people ain't ready to go, man. No. I can't even say I'm ready to go, but I'm not doing that shit by myself. Mm. We need more records. You can't go yet. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yo, I'm enjoying my life now, man. You know, I. I always tell, well, the, the few people I talk to now, I'm like, yo, I, I listen to my intuition when I got into my 40s. I never thought about mortality, dying, none of that shit until I got older. Like, I never thought about it when I was young. And so I understand young boys. Like, they think it can't happen. But once you're gone, you're gone. It's crazy. That's why you gotta yeah. live every moment. Live every yeah. moment to the fullest. Yeah, time ain't my friend. Time is no one's friend. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even, I pay attention to time when I have appointments. I pay attention to time when I make uh, uh, commitments, like me and you having a, a, a conversation. Like, other than that, I don't, I ask wifey sometimes what day it is. She like, you serious? I'm like, yeah, like, I don't pay attention to time no more. That shit is not my friend. Hmm. That's interesting. It's crazy, though, but yeah, I want to get into some of your newer work, though, especially <laughs> I think that you had the best song on Diamond D's, the Dime Piece 2. Got Earth. it covered. Why you say that? Just the beat. The flow was there, just everything about that song. You you had the best song on Diamond Diamond D's album. I even told him when I had him on the show mm -hmm. because I thought it was Survive or Die. I like Fat Joe's rhymes on that. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as I listened to the album more and more and more, Got It Covered was the one for me. Yeah, yo, uh, one of my, it ain't no, well, yeah. One of my, my secrets to this shit is not a secret, but um, and yo, this shit sounds so cliche, but the more emotion I put into it, like emotions is a big deal, man. Like if you can move somebody to cry, laugh, um, you know, listen to you, like that's a big deal. So me making music and giving people a feeling I know I did my job, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I listened to some of the records that he done on that on the album. And um, 
I was just like, yo, I just want to, I don't want to do no hard shit. I, I just want to, you know, and he was like, yo, I got an idea already though. Like, well, we, we, we crew members, so he knows what I do, so to speak. And the irony of that shit is Diamond never did a record on any of my albums. Everybody produced on my album except for Diamond. It's crazy, but it's true. Yeah. So, you know, me and him have a chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's an unwritten chemistry. We just never did a full project together. But the guy that covered record would just mean it when I when I when I when I felt it, then I heard it. I felt it first. And then I was just like, I'ma just, I'm gonna it, it, it was like a, a kid skipping along on the concrete. That's how I wrote the record. You know what I'm saying? I envisioned it that way and that's how I did it. And shit, I thought it was one of the best records on there. I did too. I remember walking around St. John's campus before COVID hit and it maybe trapped in my own house doing my show here. I, that was one of the records that was always in my rotation each day. That record and um, I think from the, the, the Rob is on the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Black Rob. I'm pretty sure. Yo, that record, that Black Rob record is serious, man. And see, I know what it was from, from the beginning, but it, it stung a little more. Uh, Harry Diamond put that shit up the other day, listening to Rest Black Rob. Peace to him, too. Yeah, man. Like, yo, I, I mean, Black Rob was on the, on the first one. I just wanted to yeah, double yeah, check on that. He was on the first one. So when he put that up, it just, it revived, it, it revised the feeling in me. See what I'm saying? Like, I knew that existed, but it's so much music out now. Sometimes I just got to unplug, you know? Excuse me. When I heard that record, I was like, damn, I wish I could have been on that record, but Rob did it justice, you know what I'm saying? And um, damn, I just lost my train of thought. I was going <laughs> shit. See, that's that, the resin of the weed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. It's it's you know these, these are classic stories you're telling here today though. Yeah, man. Like I forgot where I was going with that, but anyway, yeah, mm -hmm. the 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 Don Peace joints is crazy. I don't see any any lacking in you guys' work. I don't see any lack in your guys' work at all. Nah, I try to tell people, man, like yo, I'm when I do music, like music for me. Some people are stuck in time from my era. So people want me to keep regurgitating world life, jewels. And I'm like, yo, so y'all not feeling same moon and new dawn and shit. Like these is, I believe they masterpieces. Oh, those are good. No, I believe they masterpieces. Like 100%. people just now catching up on them shits. Like, um, you know, I ain't, like I said, I'm a sis, so to speak. And it ain't like none of us don't have the same powers. It's just some of us suppress shit and some of us never use them. And some of us are aware of what we are and what we do and what we can do. But, you know, when we did the album cover, I didn't know it was going to be an eclipse. When the album dropped, the album dropped around the time the eclipse happened. We didn't do the artwork that fast. Like, you know what I'm saying? So the original same moon, same sun with the artwork, it was an eclipse. Um, 
uh, I think I did a record on there called Serious. You know what I'm saying? Where I talked about the pole shifting and shit like that. Like people like, I'm like, yo, I'm better than I was 20 years ago. Y'all just don't want to hear it. Y'all want to hear uh, 94 and I can't do that. I can't do that <laughs> shit no more. Them days is over for me. Like, why would I do that anyway? You get wiser with time, more experiences you go through, more things you learn throughout life. Of course, you're going to be more sophisticated. Yeah, I'm like, yo, man, I'm better. I'm better than most of my peers today at what <laughs> I do. I can say that. I'm listening to everybody who's from my era. Well, I'll tell you this. I think you're better than Eminem now. That's for sure. Listen, man, I ain't naming no names. No, I'm not going like to make that. you name any names, but I'll name but, them. I'm listening to music from my peers from the 90s. And I'm just like, 90s. like, yo, you sound dated, dogs. Like, they sound dated to me. Not because they can't step their shit up. It's because they listening to people say, yo, I need that such and such music you used to make. And it's just like, nah, I can't go backwards, man. Yeah. I'm not going to ask for names. I remember when Craig G was... You know, we were kind of speaking on the subject and he was just like, I'm not naming any names. Uh, he's, he's, I was like, well, stop right here because because uh, there are rappers that do sound dated. I do agree with that from your era. They're, they're still great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's better than everything you hear on the radio on the top charts with the new guys. But it does. It sounds dated. There's not wrong yeah. with that, but it's just you could tell that you made advancements. Right. Like, yo, I'm trying to I'm working on transcending. Like, I don't know if you heard Farrell's new project. Mm -hmm. but dude is dude done transcended man time and space man in my mind like I'm like shit like but I don't think people gonna recognize his genius up until something happens and I just that's just that's crazy to me man like you know like I said I you know, I, I I did a record called Serious on Same Moon, Paradigm and Sifted. Keep in mind every single person around the globe is a witness. Reptilians, shapeshifters, motherfuckers think I'm crazy. My listeners are the ones who's woke and open-minded to hear me out without leaving a room for doubt. Viacom got your brain on mute. Drug barons got you stuck off lean. Then you pair it with some weed topped off with amphetamines. Readily available like sweets from a corner store. The law, I don't get it. Yo, I'm like, yo, <laughs> that's to me, that's better than 94 or 97 or 99 or 2001. I'm like, yo, like, ain't it the point to make strides in music? Like, that's the point of making music. You know what it is, though? And, and it goes with it goes in with everything. It's your typecast to that era. That's why. Because you're typecast. People are when they think of OC, they think of Jewels. They think of World Life, Time's Up. They think about all those records you had back then. So it's just we listen to that. They're like, ah, it's hot. But then we go back to the 90s and they just said, oh, this is better because it's already it's already in our heads or right. in our minds. That that was OC. That was that was the hit maker. That yeah, was the the prime OC where yeah. we didn't see OC grow into the the twenty twenties and the twenty tens. Right, yo, exactly what you're saying. People like yo, um, 
that was the prime. And it's like, word? Okay. Like, that's what it is. It, I get it. I get it. Yo, most of the people that's fucking with me right now with those projects is catch your age. Mm -hmm. They like, and then they discovering who I was in 94 up until now. And they like, oh shit. You know, and I'm they like, yo, yo, OG. And I'm like, listen, do me a favor, don't call me that. Nah, I ain't trying to call you old. No, I ain't saying this. That's not what it means, though. What do you mean? I'm like, yo, original gangster. That's what an OG is. I ain't a gangster. I ain't been in the streets uh, uh, killing. And, and yo, I ain't no drug. That's what an a OG is, an original gangster. The context has been taken out of order, man. It's not what you think it means. You're a hip-hop legend. Two, two totally different things. Two totally different things, man. Like, OG is a guy who actually was, you know, in them streets. I'm not that. I'm a live dude. Like, it's a difference, man. Like, and I was embraced by my Gs. Like, I didn't have to do anything. I ain't have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I, my knuckle game. Now, look, this is what I did all these years, man. Like, you know, if it came to that, like, you know, that was something we didn't uh, uh, um, broadcast, like, Cause you don't want to get caught, but I'm not been a G, arrested. Man. Yeah, man, I'm not a G. My brothers was jailbirds. Like that deterred me from not getting locked up and 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 you know throwing my life away. My brothers, my oldest brothers is jailbirds, man. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Like, um, my life is my life. Part of my life I gave y'all. When I give y'all my life, it's my life force. So I, I only give y'all bits and pieces of who I am, but you know, the hand signs and all that shit for OC, my brother's deaf. My, one of my oldest brothers is deaf. He's deaf and a mute and he's a, a gangster. <clears throat> my brother's a jailbird gangster. He came up with the concept of the OC and me plugging that up. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, yeah. so, People think they know me, and it's like, yo, all you got to do is research. OC is my first and last name. Like, everything about me is true to what I say. You know what I'm saying? And if it's not um, speaking about my life, I'm talking about somebody, or I'm just talking about people in general that I ran across in my lifetime. That's it. That ain't That's real. That's real. It's real in my book. Yeah, like, I, yo... I have to kill somebody for y'all to respect me. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, that's crazy to me. Or I have to, yo, I, like I said, my brothers was jailbirds. So I ain't calling nobody dumb that went to jail. But anybody who done did bids is because they got caught. That's a fact. You know, and like I said, they're not dummies. It's just that they was in them streets and they knew what came with that. You know, I wasn't willing to do that, man. That's not, uh, I had two brothers. One of my brothers is doing life, B. Another brother is deaf and a mute. I, yo. Damn. Nah, I'm good. And I've had gangsters around me all my life. 
but it, I ain't never took advantage of that shit. If I had a problem, I knuckled up. If, if, the, <laughs> if it was something that was out of my hands, you know, and, and my life was threatened or, you know, I, I know a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? I know a lot of G's too. And yo, I, listen, man, this is what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But you avoid that type of thing, man. Just because you have it at your access don't mean you take advantage of it and use it and cry wolf. I, I never did that. Mm-hmm. You ain't never hear nobody saying they knocked me out or some, you know, uh, knockout games and pull guns on. Because I ain't give people them reasons, man. People respect me because who I am. Like I said, my name is Omar Cradle. That's OC for real. There's nothing else yo, behind what, it. It's the truth. Yeah. Yo, what OC mean? You, you know people asked me that before? Really? That's cr- I knew already from just knowing you over the years and listening to your music. And I always go to 10 and look up. What's the real name? Oh, you could just look on the back of a CD mm-hmm. <laughs> or a record. That's what it says. The publishing and written by Omar Crate. Like, oh, shit. Take away the M-A-R and the R-E-D-L-E. And it spells O-C. It's me. So, you know, it it, it, it it used to fuck me up that people like, yo, I got your album, I this, that. Yo, but what, what OC stand for? And it's just like, okay, you just <laughs> ask me that shit. <laughs> yo, man, this interview is over. That's crazy. What would be your cutoff for an interview if someone just asked you a, a question similar to that? Which one would just drive you to the point where it's interviews over? Um, it has to be some real out of the way shit, or you know, um, like I said, it. I, you did your homework, obviously, and you listened to the music, obviously. But some people, some people can't do what you do. You, you understand, like, mm-hmm. because they're not meant to do what you do. So some people just doing it because it's trendy. Yo, I turned down a lot of interviews because a lot of them is bullshit. And some, I get, yo, I go with my instinct now, man. Like, you know, I just went with my instinct with you and it was just like, and I did my research a little bit. Yeah, well, what were some interesting things you found out about when doing research about me? Here's a good question. Nah, just basically knowing hip hop. Mm-hmm. Knowing hip hop, man, like, yo, you're 22 years old. It's possibly no way you can know who I am unless, unless you do your homework. So I have to do my homework on you. I have to see who you interview, how you speak to people in the interview, how you, uh, what question, yo, this is a conversation. This ain't no interview. Mm. (laughs) Right or wrong? You're, You're right. This is what interests people though, at least me. It's a it's a conversation piece, man. It's not mm-hmm. an, an interview. Is um, so how long you been doing this? Are you serious, motherfucker? Like in my mind, <laughs> <laughs> you no. Know? Yo, um, so when did Farrah or I just started talking about the the Esco thing, the Nas thing, uh-huh. um. But people be like, yo, so I could tell when people looked at other people's interviews 
without actually, you have to research. Like I said, you're 22 years old, but it's a difference when a motherfucker just trying to do it to get likes, hits, um, all the ratings, the clout. Ratings, no, that's, not what, that's what I'm not about. As opposed to, I fuck with the music. This is what I do. I love Ghostface. I love Woo. I love, yo, I don't like a lot of it. You being honest, man. I, yo, I fuck with that. It's a feeling. That's all. I ain't do a whole security, uh, a social security check on you, but I'm just like, yo, I looked at some of your stuff and I'm like, dude, know what he doing. Did I know you was 22 years old? No. You don't look like no old man, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> yo, you, you have an old soul. I get that a lot. People have told me that. You know a lot of shit for your age, man. That's, yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate amazing. that. Like, And I respect that. And I fuck with you on that. Like, you know, and I did a real quick. I did an interview with some cat in, in, in Canada last year. But before we did the, the real interview, he called and wanted to do an interview. And I was like, so why you? And instead of me chewing his ass out, I said, yo, man, go do your research before you, you get at me again. And yo, he did his homework and we had a nice interview, man. And um, now he wanted to do another one, but I'm like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, I seen your interview with such and such, like that shit was dope. And he was like, yo, thank you. He, he told me, thank you for, for checking him. I said, I didn't check you. All I did was tell you the truth. Like, if you're gonna talk to me, you have to know something about me. Mm -hmm. Not because you are trying to do it because it's trendy, you have to do it because you you know something about me. And he did his homework for two months. You know, I guess he was a little, not shook, but you know, he was like, damn, like I was straight up with him. I didn't disrespect him or anything like that. And, you know, I'll just say, yo, do your homework, man. Like, cause if I was doing it to you, I would do my homework and he did his homework. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not shouting him out on this shit. Like he still has to, you know, do his homework. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. See, it's, it's different for me because I grew up listening to these records. So I know, I know what I'm talking about when I'm, when I'm dealing with the legends. Right. And I'm sure you had somebody around you that, that kind of schooled you to it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like yeah, my, my parents did. And plus the, the internet, because when I was in middle school, I was always on the YouTube and going around and searching up the, the old school hip hop songs. That's that's what always right. interests me. Right, right. And yo, people be talking shit too. I'm like, yo, man, I wish we did have all this internet shit early on, man. Like, it would have been a different ball game for a lot of artists, man. I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate to still be around. Not because the internet either. I mean, it's part of it, but it's because of my music, man. My music transcended a little bit and I'm lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones. People still fuck with me today, man. I could still get booked for a show today. Not everybody I'm sure, can. I'm sure that's killing you right now. Just You just want to get back out on that stage with COVID-19, ruining all these performances out here? Nah, man. Yo, Craig, yo, I love the shit out of Craig G, but to me, I grew up on him. 
and trash. Percy, before trash was tragedy, live motivator and all that shit. I know those records front to back. They was the first little dudes to me that got on. So, you know, Craig is, um, Craig is humble as they come, but he's just like, yo, oh, like, do you understand, like, how dudes look at you? And I was like, no. And he explained it to me one day in a short, you know, real quick and short to the point. And I was just like, it's because you one of the reasons, my dude, like, ain't no you, ain't no me without you, ain't no me without you. It's no me, that's how it goes, man. We all feed off each other. So they was the little dudes coming up, him and Trash. Trash had a big record when we was young. I think he was locked up though. Yeah. This is before Intelligent Hoodlum and all that shit. I was just gonna bring that up. Intelligent Hoodlum was a good one. This was before Intelligent Hoodlum. He had Live Motivator. I got the mind of a sick psychiatric. Protégés perish with my tactics. Terminate, exhale. Yo, this is 80-something. He's rhyming like this. Terminate, exhale. I bust brain cells. I'm international. My name ring bells. Supply definition like a dictionary. Impulse, invoke, impact. Because I'm a vision saying tragedy. Elevates to the exterior. Imperial, superior. Your inferior intelligent trooper. I detect and I design paragraphs like an architect. This is him at 13, 12. Go look that record up, man. <laughs> Yo, this is Nas before Nas. It was. I've heard that Nas got Illmatic from him. That's where he got the inspiration from. It was tragic. It's, it's, it's a dude named, Ill, it was a dude named they call Illmatic Ice out in Queensbridge. Mm. That's where the Illmatic shit come from. And probably Trash, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably Cormega. Because they was all out there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they're a little older than Nasa from now. Well, yeah. So, yeah, Illmatic, Illmatic Ice, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I'm saying? Like, Iman Thug is from the bridge, but um, Iman Thug, his people's, he had people's in, in Jamaica, Queens too, where me and March grew up at, you know, in Southside. So I knew uh, quite a few people that, that was transports from 40 Projects, Baisley, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because we lived right on, the, right on, but off the strip. I lived around the corner from 40 Projects in South Jamaica, Queens. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I lived on 157 between 110 and 111. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, I was there when the cop got murdered, unfortunately, Edward Byrne, all that. I was there. I was, I was, you know, I lived in that neighborhood. I wasn't there, but you know, yeah, I was I was around when they implemented the the um the crime bill into in effect after he got murdered across the United States. After that cop, that rookie got murdered, mm-hmm. everything changed. So anybody who was out there hustling, getting money, was it was millionaires when I was, you wasn't even born yet. No. I was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tw- over 25 years ago, it was millionaires, multi-millionaires on the street. But when that cop got murdered, the whole game changed. The whole game changed. 
But yeah, um, I grew up on listening to tapes with Traj and Craig G and them and shit like that, man. Like, and you know, Craig is looking at me like, dogs, you, man, you damn it. But I'm like, dogs, you was on first. So you my blueprint. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he like, I get you, oh. But he just still like, yo, you you wanted them not to be fucked with. I'm like, yeah, same with you. Shit. Like, I've seen him battle motherfuckers on the street. We White Castle and you know, he probably forgot some of this shit. We used to get high and drunk and shit, but we be at places, dudes want to battle Craig G. Dude is a freestyle dude for real, for real. Off the top of his head. Crazy nice. That's what he do. People thought they could just run at him. Nah. Mm-mm. But that's my blueprint. That's my blueprint as a young boy. Like, damn, I want to be like him. Kingpin was a classic. Yeah. 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 Yo, I, I, it's so much history. You hear these names in records like um now that's more like it. Mob D, Karate yeah. Joe. I went to school with him. I put up a picture of him if you go on my grand um a few months ago. Karate Joe is my 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 schoolmate. Like this is my man. I got on a green jacket and he he got on a, a I put the caption up and everything. Karate Joe. Like this is my man. <laughs> my man, these dudes that infamous made famous by name, and he was Karate Joe for real. He would kick your ass, you know what I'm saying? Like, master, black belt, you know, <laughs> nice with his hands. Like, yo, I got beef in, in school, and we'd run up on niggas, and he'd box them out or karate them the shit out, roundhouse them, and, you know, it, yo, just Chuck Norris shit. You know, Van Damme shit, for real, for real. Karate, he ain't named Karate Joe for nothing. So, <laughs> Prodigy and them made him famous. But I seen that shit <laughs> in school. We went to school together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Karate Joe's my man. It's interesting that you bring up Mob Deep because Mob Deep, everyone thinks that the, the Infamous was their first album. Their first album, actually, one of the songs I love off their first album was Locked in Spawford. Juvenile Hell. That's mm-hmm. the first album. Juvenile Hell. Yeah. Yeah, I was around for that. We was all trying to come up around there. Crazy Burr. record. People forget. People overlook that album. They shouldn't. Yeah. Like, Pitchforks and all. They had the... the yeah. I think that's what uh, Push had to do his own music after that. He was like, nah, I ain't leaving my fate and destiny in nobody's hand no more. Mm-hmm. He started from scratch learning how to do beats after that album. And look, he wanted the greatest to ever do it. For sure, 100%. I think Hell on yeah, Earth, in my opinion, I like Hell on Earth the best. Yo, um, right now, what I'm listening to from them is, um, uh, what's the album they did with 50? Oh, I know what you're... On that, on, on G-Unit. I know which one you're talking about. Because what, they the, did the, the song rap- with 50. Yeah, with Mary. That's mm-hmm. that's my it's all right. It's one of my favorite shits. And you know, I, I love Prodigy and Havoc, man. Like that shit hurt my heart when dude, you know, passed away. But um 
yo, I come from a great era, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I the greatest I no, era, the greatest era. It's not, yeah, like, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. And I don't say it enough. I don't say it too much, but some things go without saying, man. Like, that's just how I feel about it, you know. But I think Havoc, besides, you know, Prodigy being one of the illest lyricists of all time, Hav is probably one of the illest producers that people don't mention enough. Eric Sermon, like, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, man. Eric Sermon, Rockwaller. Rockwaller was down with our crew. That's right. Before. He was doing, he was part of, he came through organized. Mm-hmm. Rockwaller. You know, I, you know. I'm going to throw an underrated artist out there to you, too, who I've had on my show, Cool Keith. He doesn't get enough respect. We starting with Ultra Magnetic MCs. Oh, man, nah, man. Um, Cool Keith is probably one of the illest. If not, I'm, I mean, shit, Rakim been bigging Cool Keith up since before you was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like... Back up. Yeah, um, not cool Keith. Shit. It's just simple back and forth, the same old rhythm that a baby can pick up, enjoy, right? Rhythm with rounds are pathetic. Copesthetic using nursery terms, at least not poetic on an educated base. Intelligent. This is 91. While the records you turn and learn. Plus, oh man. And I think that was said G's um verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cool Keith. Yo, Cool Keith is a genius. Mm-hmm. Or how about his alter egos? I actually had to write a. I wrote a paper the other day for one of for my uh, journalism class. I did. I did an article on DMX and I wrote about alter egos and rap because DMX had Damien, Kendrick Lamar had Lucy. Cool yeah. Keith had Doctor Octagon, Doctor Doom, Black Elvis. Way back when. Way back when. So we talking, you was about 10, 15. This is when all that shit was coming out. He's been like this always though, before that. Like, mm-hmm. um, he's a genius. Keith is a genius, man. Cool Keith is a genius, man. For real, for real. Like, dude, um, him, Yo, my my indoor be all <clears throat> for lyricists. You know, I'm talking about penologist type. When you like, what the what was he think? Cool Keith, Farrell, um, thought is like a thought reminds me of a a typewriter. Somebody who I'm not talking about a computer. I'm talking about a typewriter. If you ever seen somebody. You know, with back in the days with typewriters, you made more money the faster you were and and, and um more fluent on the keys. That's black, excuse me, that's black thought. Black thought is something different. Another per, uh, person people don't mention enough is Royce. Mm-hmm. Royce the five nine is a problem. He's a super problem. 
Another cat that's a problem. Might be up on my Chino XL. Mm. Chino XL is a problem. Um, corrupt is a problem. Um, RBX. RBX. Um, yo, the list goes on, man. Like, to me, like, West Coast Cam is my alter ego. Like, he's so slick with it and you know, his syllableism and, you know, um, Razzcast. That's my little Razzcast. bro. So on ice. Yeah, man. Like, he was, he innovated some shit that... Rassassination. Yo, um, and I hope nobody take this as no, any disrespect, but, uh, this kid should thank Razzcast. What's a uh, uh, homie name from the West Coast? Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick. Yeah. We had Kendrick Lamar already. It's just, <laughs> you know, no, I'm, I don't mean this disrespectfully. Oh, right? no, no. I do, I do believe that Raskas is. He's... Kendrick just took his, you know, he took it somewhere else. But Ras, you know, it's, yo, Saphir, Exhibit. The whole high road casual is a problem. Like, you know, um, it's it's too many to name. It's too many to name, man. It's too many to name. Word up. Like, you brought up Black Thought a few times. How about the the record you had with with Pun Super Lyrical on Capital Punishment? That's I just talked about that with somebody the other day, and they were saying how they they was um. They don't know if I say, yo, you know how many, you know, how, I don't, I, at first, I don't think Joe wanted thought on that record, not because um, he thought, you know, thought was, was trash or anything like that. It was probably because what he do. And, you know, I heard, um, I heard pun on Firewater after uh uh before right before I met him. You know, and this is my that's crew. what that's what Raekwon Armageddon's on it too. Fat Joe. Joe produced it. Um it shows like yo, this fat Puerto Rican motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, who the cat that was in the cat that was in here the other night that's reciting the stretching Barbito shit you was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And he's reciting Everybody's shit. He's like Big L, his sponge. Yo, oh, da 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 da. And I'm looking at this Puerto Rican motherfucker, fat motherfucker. I'm like, who the fuck is <laughs> And he sparred with Black Thought. He asked for Black Thought on that album. I, don't, I think Joe's like, nah, man, like, the roots? And Pone was like, yeah, that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It takes a lot to spoil with him, man. Mm-hmm. He wanted the smoke, and that yeah. smoke didn't bother him at all. Yeah, pun. Um, that 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 push pun. You know what I'm saying? Um, another one out of my camp was Milano. Mm-hmm. Milano Constantine. I know he just did a project with with Showbiz that was fire. Milano is a problem. 
Mm-hmm. Still is. Um, you know, we I lost think the song on there was Guillotine that I like. Yeah, we lost Party Arty. Like we we had stars in our crew, man. We we had another cat named Tashane that got murdered. Um, you know, but like I said, Bars is probably the most cocky out of everybody. And I, I love that about him because like I said, I was describing Ali when I said he pretty, you know, he handsome, he in shape. And I used to fuck with him like, yo, all that shit is cool, but you gotta stay you know, cause niggas gonna test your pen. You know what I'm saying? And um, Will I Am loved the shit out of bars. He, he been trying to, <laughs> you know, he came to, to digging studios a couple of years ago just off the gram, like contacted B.I. and was like, yo, um, is it cool that I check out bars? Like, what, you know? And he was like, yeah, hey, come through. And Will I Am came through. Came through the ITC studios. I saw yeah. it. Yeah, because he loved the shit out of David Bars. And, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Forget the Jack Harlow's and everyone on the charts. Where's David Bars? Get him on the charts. It, it, trust it, me, if I was in charge of these 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 radio stations and programming, you, especially on these New York hip hop stations, because that's what really pisses me off at the end of the day. Hot ninety seven, yeah. where hip hop lives. But where's the hip hop on, on the on the rotation there? And I have to hear Atlanta's hip hop. Yeah, you 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 have to you have to interview Boss, man. Oh, I, he's been on, he's he's been he's been on my show three times. Oh, for real? Uh huh. Okay, see, he he um his story, you know, because people just thought he got down with nah. He was from a kid, you know what I'm saying? That's right. From a kid, and he has a reason to be cocky. He's, you know, he's he's it. Mm-hmm. Pun and Jay Z are his biggest inspirations. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and go figure. Like, you got OC in your camp. You got AG. You got uh, Finesse. You know, and I'm looking at him like, nigga, am I chopped liver? Like, <laughs> he like, nah, like, come on, oh. But when you have something that's normality around you, you tend to, you know. And I had to tell him with the, I ain't never, I, I ain't paid for Jay. I got Jay on my album just to do a chorus. I ain't have to pay for that. So you think about that before you write me off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> everyone's looking for a Jay-Z feature and they got to pay for it. Hunt it down better, baby. Look at That's the old, early Mike Geronimo records. Jay-Z came through for him. Yeah, but he wasn't he wasn't hove yet. Yeah. You know, I got him more for Hard Knock Life. Like, you know, bumping the dame. What up, dame? I need. He like, well, that's it. I'm like, yeah, I make it change this number. Oh nah, come on. Oh no, she just got crazy in the past. Yeah, I know. I need him to come in. He came in and did what he did for me right after the tour was over. Nobody could do that because we was friends. We friend, you know. I heard um, life after death before it came out, riding around in the Lex bubble with him and his cousin Beehive. You know, his cousin was, I was real close with as well, but um, I heard Life After Death after Big got 
got murdered and Jay let me hit. I was just like, damn. And after that, after that happened to Big, I seen him change. You know what I'm saying? Like he took this shit extra serious. Like he went more hard. He went harder than all of us. He lived in the studio. That's why he got so much music. It shows. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. And um, I remember doing the, the um, because the song Bonafide was actually for Jewels, but, you know, I put it on as a ghost track on Bon Appetit. And I remember the label telling me I ain't have no singles until I got Jay to feature on that shit without them paying for it. And they was like, that's, that's the single. I'm like, y'all ain't even had a record. I was a single and y'all ain't had a record yet. And y'all didn't pull this off. I did it. Like, this is my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's my people. I done did shows, you know, went to shows with him, got on stage with him. It's, people just started putting that shit up. But if you look on YouTube, freestyling at one of his shows, I'm like, I forgot about that shit. Because he used to be like, yo, come on stage. Nah. I told you I'm a fan. I used to just be on the side looking until one day I got on stage and it was like, fuck it. You know. Crazy. Man. This is this is hip hop right here. Yeah. This is pure hip hop. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. I'm telling people this is a way of life, man. This ain't no. This is my life. This is our this is our lives my life, our lives, your life. Like, this is a lifestyle. This is a way of life. Like, everything from the dressing to the talk to the, you know, losing people. Yo, DMX, that shit, I, I, I still, I'm thinking he gonna, it's a joke. Rob, I'm thinking it's a joke. Shock G, I'm thinking it's a joke, man. Like, I don't believe these people are gone. You know, and it's not a game. And I don't mean it a joke in a bad way. You know, I just like, this shit is surreal. It had to be real surreal in the 90s when you lost, of course, Big L, but but Tupac and Biggie, who were the the two figureheads of rap at that time for yeah. both coasts. Yeah. In which yeah. Tupac is from the East Coast, but he claims the West. Yeah. Nah, I mean. He's from no, Harlem. From Harlem. And his dad from Queens, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> his real dad, you know, mm-hmm. his biological. So it, it, it it's just surreal shit, man. I, I'm like, you know, and it, I just, it's scary, man. Like I said, I, I never, as far as I know, I'm in great health and stuff like that. But I just never thought about my mortality growing up. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, one day we all going to kick it. You know what I mean? Like, I think COVID, I think COVID definitely has us thinking about our mortality a little bit more. I was thinking that last year when the, when the whole pandemic hit, uh, there was a, there was a period there when you saw on the TVs with the body bags and the, and the trucks, I was thinking, is that going to be me? You know, it was a scary time. Who knew, who knew, who knew it was going to happen when all that was going down the first time. Right. And, um, you know, I'm a real, I, I, I'm a private person to a degree, but um, I kept telling my wife the past few years, yo, man, something ain't right, something ain't right, something ain't right. 
I feel like I'm gonna kick the bucket. Like I ain't say it that way, but you know what I mean? I said it, you know, in worse terms. And um we got the fuck up out of New York like a month before the, the pandemic hit. The the pandemic started making its its rounds in like maybe November of what 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were reports of people, people I knew close actually. Yeah. And still know, thank God, that they they survived it, that they believe that they had it before it was even announced that this thing was in the country. Yeah, so. Crazy. I packed up. We packed up and broke out. And then that shit just, like you said, the shit is still, yo, I see trucks. You seen the shit in Brooklyn where they was leaving the bodies in front of the, the funeral homes and mm-hmm. leaving them on truck. I, that shit, I still don't believe that shit. That shit is crazy to me. Yes. I, I, um, I ain't believe, I still don't believe it to this day. Like, I think that was some bullshit in my head, but it was going on. People was like, yo, I seen bodies stacked up. I'm like, word? A couple of bodies in front of the people left in funeral. I'm like, nah, man, nah. That's some movie shit. That so, is, it is. It's just like some movie stuff. It's crazy. Funeral bodies in front of funeral homes, or you know, just with bodies in 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 the in the truck in front. That. So I say all that to say, man. I was just like, um, like you said, I felt like, you know, it's the first time in my life I listened to my intuition. And I got the fuck about a dodge on it, and that shit hit like wildfire. And I felt like I was, I could have been caught up in that wave, or my wife could have been caught up in that wave. You feel thank me? Thank God, thank God you weren't, that you both yeah. weren't. Yeah, so, you know. No word, man. It's <laughs> what it is, man. Mm-hmm. OC. Is there anything else you want to tell in this interview or the audience listening here at St. John's? Um, Walter Berry. One of the greatest <laughs> ever. <laughs> Mark Jackson. Mm-hmm. Ron Artest. Chris Mullen. Willie Glass. Woo! I've seen these guys playing the park too in tournaments as well as on the court. Insane. I seen Anthony Macy get his hair cut and shit like that. Uh uh on the Ave, I mean up on Hillside Ave at the barbershop and yo. Crazy shit, man. I didn't seen um I didn't seen Sweet Pea, the ball player cat. Um, you know, I yo, I didn't see so much shit, man. I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Yep. You are blessed, 100%. You yeah. as well, man. Like um, like I said, you got an old soul, my dude. Like, <laughs> you look young as hell. You are young as hell, but I'm glad we had this conversation. For sure. I, you know, it was an honor, you know, having you on the show here today. It was. Likewise, man. Yeah. You know, anytime you need anything, you know, you let me know. You know, I'll reach out. You're always welcome on the show. I do it every Monday or Wednesday. I can go live whenever I want. So 
Well, let's just stay in contact and just chat about life from, from time to time, man. Let's just do it. No doubt. And I'll probably sneak in there a little bit of music for you to hear too. Oh, that's fire. I'll put if you want if you if you're okay with me playing it, I will because that's the thing. Artists will send me it and they'll be like, "Don't play it, don't play it." Nah, it's no rules no more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and shout out to Diamond D too. He just dropped Gotham with Talib Kweli. Yeah, like it's no rules no more, man. Like, like I said, I wish we had the internet growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would have been a yo. Record companies knew exactly what they was doing, and they knew this shit was coming. But, you know, I wish we had this. You know what I'm saying? It, it would have changed the game early. You know? 100%. 100%. And I want all the young kids out there to go do their research on OC. And you were tuning in here tonight. You heard the legend speak himself. We went over the Timeless Records, Fudge Pudge, World Life, Jewels, Bon Appetit, Star Child, all of them, all, even up to the new ones. Yeah. Um, Same Ray's Moon, Team Sun, New Dawn. Uh, Ray's Cafe, Same Moon, Same Sun, Oasis. I mean, this goes on, man. <laughs> and you got one more classic. Actually, for, for uh, one of the last questions here. Mm. With the new album, would you put someone on there? Because I know you stick to, to your roots. You stick to where you came from, from the 90s with DITC. Would you consider putting someone on your album, such as a Conway or Dave East? Um, It's not a question of... Would I put them on the album? It's a question of will they do it? You know, mm. I don't, I don't, I don't know these guys personally, so, um, you know, it's it 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 has to make sense. I, I'm sure on their part, and of course it has to make sense on my part. But I'm not a feature dude, though. Like, no, you, you're not. If you look at the all the the latest albums, there's no features. And honestly. You know, I had David Balls. I had Balls in on New Dawn on 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 Same Moon, Same Sun. I was on Same Moon, Same. I know you had him on one of them because I remember when he posted the visual. I remember right. we went over that in our interview. Right, but um, um, I had them on the joint. I had Balls on the record called In the Paint and then Majestic Gauge, but mm -hmm. I just never did features because I didn't. I don't know. I didn't want to do features, man. I always held my own, like. You know, I, I borrowed that shit from Rakim, man. Like, it, it got to make sense to do it or don't do it at all. And, you know, I think it, it, it gives you a, a an extended life, having a mistake in that way. Like, that's a mistake that, you know, can hurt you or it can help you. And I believe it helped me over the years mm -hmm. not to just overkill and, you know, not too much, but then people like, I'm tired of waiting for this motherfucker. And then I hit him, boom. They like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, but it is what it is. Yeah. You didn't have to rely on anyone. That's the thing about people that use a lot of features. They rely on those features and they do nothing with their own career, no self achievements. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like being stood up from, from the gate. <laughs> you yeah, know, oh, we, we so, know by who we know by who. <laughs> yeah, so, but he ain't the only one, you know, a couple other people put their they foot in their mouth and it was just like, damn, man, it's just music. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, um, I just always said, I'm gonna hold my own when I do it, and, you know, 
Yo, MOP invited me on a record. Down for whatever on they on on not firing squad. What was the damn third album? Um oh, I know what you're talking. I got it in my library. First family for life. Yeah. I got and it in my, album, my library. First family for life. I'm like, y'all want they like stop, oh <laughs> like <laughs> stop playing. I'm like, I'm dead ass. Like, I can't fuck with y'all with what y'all they like me. That's not why we asking y'all to get on get asking you to get on the record. We want you to do OC. That's why we ask you. And I was like, yeah. cool. And you did. You did it your own way. Yeah, that's what they, you know, they do features with people for it. Let them, that's why I love them guys, man. Them do, yo, they platinum, multi-platinum artists. Oh yeah, fame's been on my show. We talked about price of fame. Rest oh, in peace, small price. Oh, price of fame. Mm-hmm. Yo, I heard some of his, his solo shit though three years ago. God damn them. That's what I'm saying. So people just timeless, man. They are. <laughs> Yo, and I ain't gonna keep you much longer, but just seeing them make records over the years and the two mics in the booth and how they do they 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 back and forth and they kick them dudes is geniuses man get past all the gun talk they 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 geniuses billion famous geniuses mm-hmm. from brownsville straight up back word that's a that's a hundred percent facts right there OC, any any other any other things that you got to say? I know you pretty much had everything off your chest, I think. And most importantly, to follow you on Instagram. and uh, Your Twitter is different. Your Instagram is at OCDITC. Your Twitter is, what's your Twitter? My Twitter is the real OCizzle. That's what it is. R-E-A-L-O-C-I-Z-Z-L-E. That's my Twitter. Mm-hmm. And of course, go check out the legendary music if you haven't already. Get hip, get hip to the game, as Lord Finesse said. But get hip to OC's game. Yeah, man. Go, go. Check me out a little bit, man. I, I think I'm a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you are. To all the to all the young kids up here, who don't know you are though. Yeah, that's a fact. Now nah, I'm I'm definitely humbled all the time. Like I'm like I said, man. I'm one of the lucky ones. So. Ain't nothing else I can even ask for. You know, anything happened to me, I I, I left a whole uh, wall of glyphs on the wall. Uh, uh, my history is here. Big time, big time. Thank you for all the legendary music, and you know, like I said, you know, I'll be looking forward to that new music that you you may be sending me, and I'll get that in the rotation spinning for you. Anytime you want to come on the show, you know, you're always welcome. Appreciate you, Max. Word up, man. No I, doubt. I really, really appreciate you. No doubt, OC. I want you to take care, stay safe, enjoy the rest of your night. Let's keep the music and the real hip-hop going forever. Yes, sir. And let's chop it up another time on another note. No doubt. I'm down, OC. All right? Yeah. My man, 100 grand. Yeah. Peace, OC. Peace.